This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Therapy isn't for when you're at rock bottom. It can help you avoid hitting rock bottom. Life can be hard, but having tools to cope will help when the curveballs are thrown your way. Visit betterhelp.com allies and learn the tools to help you navigate when things get hard. Hello, welcome to the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm Daniel Bloodworth, coming to you from Los Angeles, California. We've got a fun week of stuff to talk about. I'm joined this week by Michael Huber. The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Brad Wait, Ellis. you're the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Full of a took. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm getting hyped. Hyped. I'm, in, I'm curious. Mm. I'm so curious. And making everything happening in the control room, Isla Hink. Man, long. <laughs> Love that. Uh, friends, we're here to discuss this week's big video game headlines. We're going to talk about some of the most interesting game things shown off at Gamescom. Game developers are becoming video and podcast hosts. And Sony needs a little bit more cash for those PS5s. But before we get started, we need to choose a workout buddy. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> Brad, you work out, right? I do. Do you ever work out with anyone in particular? Yeah, him. Yeah? Mike Huber, yeah. Dragging him in there? Yeah. Yep. How big of a difference does that make to have a partner? Uh, it can make quite a difference. I'm, I'm holding him back, though. I'm like a, I'm a burden at, the, at this moment because <laughs> sure, I don't know sure. what the hell I'm doing, you know? Sure. So, sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, we're, we'll get started on the right foot here. That's uh, not true, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brad, you weren't here last week, but we have been tasked with training the one and only Don Romantica. D-A-W-N. Okay. Female character here. Okay. Each week, patrons will be submitting video game characters for us to work out with, raising Don's stats with every session. It's up to us to choose the right workout buddies to guide her and to guide her build and get her into shape for whatever adventures await her ahead. Brad, apparently this is a reference. What? Right? Yeah. It's a translation. Yeah. Don Romantica is a reference. Know. One piece. Don One piece. Romantica. Uh, it's like Romantic Dawn or something like that. Oh, Romance Dawn? Romance Dawn. Yeah. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Seen every episode. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I don't just, call it that. I just <laughs> Googled Dawn, Dawn Romantica, Romantica in Google and it said 5.55 a.m. They usually call it Romance Dawn. Oh, so that's there's a city named Romantica then. Apparently. It's, <laughs> it's, it's uh, Dawn in Casa Romantica Cultural Center and Gardens. <laughs> On Friday, August 26th, Okay, 5.55 a.m. Uh, so we've got a bunch of submissions here. Uh, I've whittled it down to nine from 26. Usually we'll have a little bit less than that. Um, but So basically, when you hear somebody that you want to put your, your, your bid on mm-hmm. as our, our workout buddy. Are we a team here? Each, each person individually. Okay. Um, then let me know. And then if there's somebody that comes up after that, then tell me. He's like, I'm changing to that one. So. Oh. Okay, so... Do I have unlimited changes? Yeah, as long as we go through the list. Oh. No change in... Well, I guess you could change back at the end. But we'll, we'll see. We'll, change we'll see how it goes. now! <laughs> Zach Wojnar submitted Duke Nukem, 
We'll be doing curls with free weights while smoking cigars. Duke Nukem? Okay. This exercise will raise our strength but diminish our lung capacity. However, the arms are the only part you need to work out. If you have toned arms, everything else can be ignored. This is a scientific medical fact. And of course, with every curl, Duke and Don and myself say, Hail to the king, baby. While Bruce Campbell stands outside a nearby window and says, Hey, that's my line. This will raise our strength plus one, but diminish our lung capacity minus one. Okay. Next up, from Red Sky, Jules, the gym owner in Walmart from FF7 Remake. He's the best trainer you could ask for and already has a famous clientele list, so you know his workouts are some of the best. I'm going to bid on that. All right, we got Huber. Straight up. That's one of my favorite parts of that whole game. I love that place. It's just so cozy. I love the music. I love the I love the the, the mini workout games. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. so we work out. We're gonna be of course we're gonna have to start out with squats. Strong yes. legs and thighs will pay off for our future workouts. Plus, who doesn't want toned glutes? Building up strength is one of the most important stats, and some would say the most important. Strong foundation is a must to build around. Jules' encouraging catchphrase is your form's looking good. And that'll give us a plus one strength. Sick. Yeah, I feel like statistically, Duke Nukem, because he has a minus one, it should be like plus two strength. Because <laughs> Duke is so sure. such a bruiser. I'm, I'm, and, I'm but, limiting them to plus one. Some people like okay. one crazy with like plus 20s okay, and stuff. Okay. Like, no, 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 plus one. If you okay. want to put a minus for okay. effect, sure. But plus ones are, are where we're going to be on our, our, our chart here. Uh-huh. Our stat chart. Uh, from Dustin I, Jin Sakai. Workout, chopping bamboo. Oh, this exercise will raise our strength, specifically teaching us how to swing a sword. And he will encourage us by saying, do what's right for your family. Plus one strength there as well. Oh, well, <laughs> definitely not Duke Nukem. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's not clean working out. I guess juicing up. Yeah, he's <laughs> juicing. He's, he's all about quick shortcuts and not longevity. All right, from Tarktooth, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. <laughs> Don will run through various zones as fast as possible with the goal of making it to the end without stopping or getting hit. Sonic will keep pace with Don while holding a platter of 10 chili dogs, all of which must be consumed before reaching the end of each act. Sonic may or may not assist. That's the, the eating part, not the running part. Uh, while running, Sonic will taunt Don and encourage her in equal measure, saying... You're too slow. <laughs> and that would give us a plus one to speed. <laughs> okay. Are those all the options? No, we've we got, still got a couple more. Okay. Like I said, this is a long week to start okay. off, and then we'll, I'm we'll, just, yeah, okay. we'll trim it down. Uh, Morton Greenslit uh, suggested Isabel from Animal Crossing. Isabel wants to help you start your new workout routine with some, something with not too strenuous. Jazzercise. Isabel will lead you and your villagers in a Richard Simmons-inspired workout with music provided by K.K. Slider, mm. and that will give us a plus one to stamina. Uh, James Anderson suggests Goro Majima with knife fighting, oh, God. plus one to agility. His catchphrase, you're pathetic. <laughs> Does he teach you heat actions? Doesn't say. Not on the thing. knife fighting. Okay. That's, that's a... Yeah. Ugh. Philip Sykes That's not right. suggests, and Isla, you can get in here on any of these you want, by the way. Yep. Uh, Philip Sykes suggests Pokemon Trainer, workout activity, throwing Pokeballs, accuracy plus one, but only in one arm. 
Encouragement, I choose you. From Dustin McNabb, Ronnie the Witch. Activity summoning spirits for plus one to mind. All right, obviously this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isla for Ronnie. Watch uh, What's Her Face show up, though, next. Blades of Mercy. <laughs> Eileen, Eileen, right? Eileen Crow. Eileen Crow, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can see the list. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, her catchphrase, you are not ready to behold the ruin of death. All right. And then last last option from Zam, Sam Joven, Ryo Hazuki from Shenmue. Activity, Hazuki-style jiu-jitsu training. Yeah, I'm getting that. I'm getting that. I'm changing that. That's me. Yep, yep, yep. Well, what's the stats? I don't even care. I don't care. <laughs> I want to know them. I.e., finding an empty parking lot and practicing our basic moves. Plus one to strength. Let's become stronger for my father. Sick. Uh, Jules, d- did you get two stats from them? Uh, no, there's nobody with two stats. I, I, I deleted any two stats. But yeah. Now, is this the second week you've done this? This was the first week that we picked a trainer. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think of what stats this character has already what we need to fill out and strengthen yeah no we're baseline we're at zero zero all the way across this is just who we're working out with this week right right okay next week we'll have a whole new round Uh, do we have a character sheet prepared i want to make a can i make a character sheet yeah you can't i like i'm I'm definitely gonna have a a thing with it keep track of it but if you want to do something more elaborate go for it i'm choosing uh jewel Jules? Jules? Yeah, that actual working out. Yep. <laughs> Actually in the gym with a professional. Martial <laughs> arts, totally cool. Get it. But we're like actually yeah. Dude, doing proper pro. workouts with this character. Rio's a pro. So we got Jules, Rio, or Ronnie. So we're all split. And there's nobody in the other room to give another vote. Um, I could ask Don. You're going to explain all this to Don? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Convince me. Convince me? Convince me. About why my... should we go with your pick? Oh my god, it's Ryo Hazuki. He practices mind, body, and spirit. Uh he's very he has a very good work ethic. He's very di- diligent. Is that the word? Yeah. I always get vi- vigilant and diligent mixed up. He's both, baby. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. both. He's both. And uh He's got a he's got a stake in it as well. He's got motivation to uh, to train to carry on his father's legacy, and I think that will enhance our training. All due respect, though. All due respect. He's what sidetracked. Is, what does Don know about his father? We don't have anything to do with that. Guy. Yeah, I don't think Rio would talk problem. about that either. That's not our problem. Carrying on the the legacy of the dojo. Well, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's it, we're we're like this, I'm, I'm going to assume like that this is a post Shenmue saga Rio, right? <laughs> like, where's know. the timeline yeah, here? Is yeah. this is he older? Is he younger? Like martial arts master Rio Hazuki, freaking like Sifu style. Oh, right, yeah. convince me. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't have to assume anything about this <laughs> character. Uh, clearly, results are shown in game with people actually there working out. Results, not hypothetical. Nothing, facts. That's what I'm arguing with. <laughs> Isla. Well, uh, first, Ronnie's got something that none of these other people have: two faces. Second, she could transcend death, sort of. Uh, also, she, she got a great hat. 
And uh, summoning spirits, I think if you have a strong mind, if you hone and sharpen your mind first, you'll have the, the clarity and the, the wherewithal and the determination to continue uh, for future weeks. So I think that strengthening the mind first could be a wise decision. Okay. Okay. Rio would strengthen your mind as well. <laughs> That's not what the chart says. I think I'm going to go with Jules. That's right, you are. going to go with Jules. Results speak. <laughs> show get another chance in the future, but we'll see. Um, good start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great start. One. It's a good one. Uh, so thanks to everyone who hopped in for round one there. Like I said, this will be quicker. We'll have fewer options next week. Uh, but wanted to get a broad look at all that was, was submitted. Uh, if you want to submit a workout buddy, become a patron for $5 above and watch for the Love and Respect post, which I usually put up on Monday or Tuesday. Don is on her way to the locker room, and now we must answer for the mistakes we made mm. in the last episode. Isla, begin corrections music, please. So this one, I actually, I, I just took it verbatim from, from what they, they wrote because it's a crazy story, and like I was trying to follow the threads and look in on it, but it's, it's wild. So... Remember last week we were talking about the car games, and then there's the, the stunt fest game and the recreation game? Back in 2016, Bugbear, the makers of Wreckfest, had revealed stunt fest and offered players a chance to pre-order the game with the Steam key to stunt fest prototype. They expected an early access release in 2017. The next car game, which is now Wreckfest, was announced and offered in a similar manner. Stuntfest has since been abandoned. Ooh. The link on Be Bugbear's website for the game is 404. <laughs> and now THQ is publishing their own Stuntfest with a completely <laughs> different developer. Did THQ just take the IP and run with it? Am I not going to get the game I bought six years ago? That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know how that follow-up is going to get. Wow. But it's, yeah. it's crazy. It is. Almost as crazy as the bias on your shirt. Now I know why you picked who you picked. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Can't take the loss. Okay. Can't take the loser. Yeah, whoa. Uh, Hi, Jinx, dude. <laughs> He's wearing a Final Fantasy VII shirt for listeners. Yeah, he Thank is. You yeah, he is. Uh, Amazon series is not actually based on the Silmarillion. The Tolkien Estate still has those rights. Everything in Amazon's The Rings of Power series is based on references within The Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. and The Hobbit, oh. particularly from the appendices. Yep. Or it's so. written specifically for the show, simply taking care not to avoid contradicting anything mm -hmm. in Tolkien's other works. So yep. wait, uh, don't contradict that, it. That just raises the question even further of how the, how the Embracer stuff is going to work with this. I mean, they have The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, but they don't have the rest. Basically, who does Embracer? Or yeah. yeah, but do the appendices count? In yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's yeah, in, in the book. book. Yeah, yeah. So now does Embracer like own this show? They could do stuff. Uh, they're the ones. Uh, yeah, time, the ones I guess. that are getting the license money. I would wow, think. Yeah, crazy. Because uh, they referenced that last week too. Yeah, in the thing. The larger floppy disks are 5.25 inches, not 5.5 inches. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, chat. Right. Okay. Nice All Google right. search. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. But you feel real smart, huh? Yeah. Blu-rays still often do include DVD versions as well as the digital versions uh, bundled together in the same package. Uh, we spoke about it as if that was something that was done for a period in the past. Uh, but Jurassic World Dominion, <laughs> somebody had linked me on Best Buy. It's still, <laughs> they're still doing it. I went. That's to a, a specious correction. Yeah, <laughs> I went to. I went to a Best Buy like two months ago looking to buy a movie, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Yeah, we don't sell." physical movies anymore yeah like, oh wow like, just yeah. online 
I just said, remember when that happened? Yeah. Because none of us buy DVDs because yeah. Don anymore. Blu-rays. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Huford does. Who? What was the last thing I got? I actually got the 4K of Heat. That was the last thing I bought. That movie came out 100 years ago. <laughs> the 4K just came out. 100 years ago. Huber, you were asking about Castlevania crossovers. Simon Belmont was included in Dream Mix TV World Fighters. Do you know about what this? What is game? this? Do you remember this game? No. Okay, so what? this was out on GameCube only in Japan. Uh, this Konami put this out. It was a, like one of the earliest Smash Brothers clones. Whoa. Uh, and it also includes Bomberman, Whoa. Optimus Prime, Solid Snake, Dude. the Moai statue from Gradius, Tyson Granger from <laughs> Beyblade and Yugo Ogami from Bloody Roar, among others. That Damn. is awesome. How Top 10 corrections this? of the year. We there just needed a Japanese copy. <laughs> I have friends that had it back in the day. I'm looking it up right now. That is excellent. <laughs> would, we, would we need a Japanese game? I have a Japanese game, Yu yeah. Of course you do. Of course, of course yeah. he does. Of course you do. That's why I'm picky about like getting it repaired rather than like just using a Wii or something because a lot of my games oh. are Japanese. And then, if you have a correction, leave it in the YouTube comments on either the public version or patron version of this podcast. Uh, start with the word correction and leave a timestamp uh, for the part of the video that you are correcting so I can get context for what we were talking about. End corrections music. Boop. All right. It's Gamescom. Yeah. The big, big convention yeah. in Germany uh, is back live in person uh, for Gamescom opening night live they had a live audience people are there not a lot of publishers are there mostly European focused publishers mm-hmm. um, but like uh, like Nintendo and Sony not really not there, doing yeah. a whole yeah. lot there uh, Xbox really didn't have their own thing like they had in the past either but we got the opening night live and we got a future game show and people have been making announce- announcements we've been doing previews um, so there's stuff happening, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we boiled down out of like I think I had they had like 50 games in the future game show, and I don't know how many in yeah. opening night live. Uh, but we boiled down like some of our highlights, some of the things that we're most intrigued by, uh, and want to talk about more. First on the list, Lies of P. Sick. <laughs> So yeah, what what is this, Brad? Uh, For, uh, a very weird concept. Familiar. It is a Souls like where you play as Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah, it's very wild. It's very much. I watched gameplay of actually this today. Mm. Uh, I saw IGN put oh, like a twelve minute video. Floor, yeah. yeah, I saw. I watched some gameplay. It sure does look like Bloodborne <laughs> in a lot Hell of ways, including yeah. font and enemy movement. More and Bloodborne than Sekiro? Yes. Okay. Yes, it definitely looks way more like that. But it looks... I'm very intrigued by this game. You know, Souls like, I'm always, you know, I'm interested. I never expected to be from software quality ever. And that's why I'm not super disappointed whenever I play them. But this one looks pretty high budget. Like, we've seen some uh, kind of in-depth cutscenes that I'm not used to from a lot of those types of games. And there's a lot of weapon types. The world looks cool. The enemies look really sweet. They're like weird robots mm-hmm. that like shoot out oil whenever you cut them. Oh, okay. You got some crazy prosthetics with your Pinocchio arms, like a grappling hook kind of thing, and like a cannon. Like, looks pretty fun to me. Nice. Definitely. Yeah, this is from uh, NeoWiz in uh, Korea. Yeah. Uh, coming to Game Pass Day 1, which is... Yeah, really that's a, a nice pickup, definitely. Uh, yeah, this game's going to be huge. Yeah. 
Shiver, yeah. So what do you what do you think? I was blown away by it. Uh, I have played a lot of Souls, like not as many as Brad, obviously, but played a ton. And you know, some are good, some yep. are better than others. Yep. This one though, just from like the gameplay, I watched a little bit of that too, and just uh, the the main trailer as well. Just like I really felt the impact. Like the combat mm. looks really cool. Sometimes you'll get like really floaty combat in mm. some of those games, or kind of just seems like it's kind of built around one thing you know like I think a mortal shell there's that like yeah, hardened one mechanic, mechanic right. thing yeah. and I just liked how many weapons we saw and enemies and environments the environments are one of the biggest things that's really selling me like please yes look like Bloodborne <laughs> like, right yeah. yeah it's also like the, one of the highest budget ones I've yeah. seen, mm-hmm. not from From Software. Right. That's what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. Is like, because we get a lot of. Oop, I'm blocked by that B-roll. We get a lot of stuff that's like, uh, oh well, if you're not gonna do it, we'll do it. But it's always like double A at best. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this right. one actually looks like like when they showed the gameplay and stuff. I was like, oh, there's budget. This, yeah. This looks pretty good. Feel the impact, Isla. Like, the parry specifically looked so cool. The slowdown stuff makes me a little nervous, but, like, not, like, uh, gameplay engine problems, but, like, how they're slowing it down intentionally for Hmm. action, but we'll see. I didn't see any of that in the demo. I assume that's, like, if you're... I assume that's if you're doing, like, a final hit to kill kind of thing. That's fine, yeah, yeah. Like how Sekiro would do that when he'd finish off a boss or something. Yeah, that's fine. That stuff bothers me when it's like yeah, yeah, in the course sure. of normal gameplay. Uh, some craziness from the from the press email. The description of this is some things that I'm like so far I'm not really seeing in the trailer or gameplay stuff. Um, so it's I'm, I'm curious how it's going to play out. Liza P tells the story of Pinocchio as never seen before, as the puppet mechanoid Pinocchio. <laughs> players will wind their way through the streets of a ruined city crafting weapons from the materials found in the world, and interacting with the remaining few who managed to survive in this hellscape. The more lies told, the more human players become, with all the advantages and disadvantages it entails. So your health goes down, maybe. Yeah, I I don't know. Dude, if that stuff is well thought out and and meaningful, like if I am in a position in this game where I have to tell the truth or lie and I like pause for a minute to think about it, mm-hmm. that's all I need. That's mm-hmm. all I need. Let me think about the choice and the consequences and the and the pros and the cons of doing such. Yeah, I assume you'll lose like abilities if you go more human. Yeah. Like your arm maybe won't, it'll just be a normal arm now, so you'll lose a lot of that, but it's like, there's going to be dialogue choices or something? Yeah, like, yeah. What? what? Yeah. Liza uh, P's yeah. features are profound lie to? narrative choices. <laughs> Geppetto. Yeah. yeah. Profound narrative choices <laughs> and deeply customizable character progression. Dude. Round out its RPG features. Damn. It has to feel bad to lie, though. Like yeah, I, need, I want yeah, to yeah, yeah. feel bad. If I'm lying to Geppetto, yeah. it's got to be intense. Yeah. Uh, Tear Juengi in our yeah. behind-the-scenes chat is, was on the floor of Gamescom today. No. Nice. Said that the Lies of P booth was pretty small, and the line didn't move very fast. Oh. So yeah. They, they were not able to get in to play it, but... Cool that they have a presence on the floor. It's really cool. The uh, apparently the Sonic Frontiers line was two hours. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like a wow. trade show. Yeah, modern trade show. There you go. Uh, anything else on that one? We move on. No, I'm just gonna. It definitely looks better than I expected when I heard yeah. about this game. Yeah, because I feel Same. like at first, you know, it, like, it's really easy to assume that it's like, oh, this is just like, it's because it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. 
that it's popular and maybe that was the case but now like you're saying it's like yeah. it's making a case for itself and just because there's been so many souls like yeah. so it's like the meme is you know zombie souls uh god souls uh you know devil souls everything soul so it's like oh pinocchio souls so it's like that level of skepticism just mm-hmm. like well, initially it's, even, it's it's heightened even more <laughs> by pinocchio having gone public uh domain or whatever because they're like five or six different Pinocchio projects right now. Mm. Like the Polly Shore one, uh, okay. especially pop, Polly pops to Shore? Have you not seen what? this? No. There's a trailer. Oh my Is God. Is he Pinocchio? Do, yes. Do yourself a favor. Holy Look up the trailer shit. for Pinocchio. I can't remember. In the, the Army it. Now. Is that but, uh, Polly Shore? But yes. he goes like, Dude. his voice acting is unhinged. Is it just <laughs> Polly Shore? But like f- more feminine. He's like, but father, I've got the whole world to see. And it's like it clearly done at his house during COVID. Like right. nobody gave a shit. Like everyone's vo- voice sounds different. It's incredible. Please look it up. Damn. Watching that immediately. But yeah, then there's the Guillermo one coming yeah. and like three other, like a Tom Hanks one or something. Wow. Huber. Yo. The Callisto Protocol oh, yes. showed up. But it's got some mixed reactions. Mixed reactions? Oh, okay. Uh, I can see that because it's out of context, that combat scenario, I feel mm. like. You know, that is, like, not what people exactly want, I, feel, I, I think, with, with Dead Space. You know, that action, blast and blast and blast and It was very action-focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt it felt like a god mode almost. Yeah, it, it like is. A, yeah, yeah. 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 And like, that was my problem with yeah, it. Yeah, and for this kind of game, like... Threat matters, resource management matters, mm-hmm. and none of that can be felt in this demo. So I totally understand. Uh, yeah. And the gravity that. gun grab thing is seems like crazy powerful. Yeah, the, yeah. the stasis telekinesis thing. Yeah. That's yeah. the first thing I was thinking. It's, it's like, like what is what is the downside? To you this? had yeah. stasis in like dead space. Yeah, you would have to get you, the refills. The re, yeah, it's just a man a resource you Which have to I'm manage. Sure is in there. Yeah, yeah. But in oh this yeah. Video. You're not going to be able to just do that the yeah, entire yeah. game. Yeah. But the video makes it seem like you. can. Yeah, of course. Totally. It's just a demo. But totally. yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, the mutations are the one of the coolest things I've seen from this game uh you know shades of necromorphs obviously from the the old dead space team and this is my favorite genre uh survival horror you know stealth survival horror as as you like to say brad it's it's truly my favorite uh and i you know i totally get it again not only the the crazy combat unlimited resources but then like the slide thing the Mm -hmm. tomb raider water slide it was like really long when you're watching a a press conference you know (laughs) it's just I get that. I, I feel like, but I feel like when I, if I was going to do it myself though, like it would be fun. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like just trying to that, show you like in a exciting moment, you know, they don't, yeah. Playing like a really something, something, showing something that could be really cool by yourself playing in the dark, like mm-hmm. slowly creeping could be awesome. But for a trade show, it's probably yeah. not the best thing to show on a live stream. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be like, this game's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Sliding down the slide. Needed a needed a Leon S. Kennedy quip. That's what I could have gone for. Oh, sure. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I do think, yeah, the potential of the tentacle mutations. So cool. It's really is, cool. It's cooler than what we saw. Like, sure. I guess, like, I'm imagining the scenarios of, like, you know, that, again, that, like, you, you get cornered and you can't finish a guy off. Yeah. And then, oh, now he's, now he's bigger and badder. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Totally. So. And, again, context is key. So, like, the water slide part, right? It's, right. like... If I just spent the last two and a half hours creeping through the dark, 
managing my resources, this is going to be a breath breath of fresh air, sliding down this water. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Right. So. And why did you end up here? And yeah. all that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, just looks awesome. I can't. I can't. I can't wait, blood. I can't wait. I cannot wait. It. They. Good or lucky for them, it's coming out before the Dead Space remake. Right. Yeah. That's a. Uh, they're yeah. probably very happy about that. That's a, yeah. that's a tough one. Yeah, those for two sure. coming out back to back. Yeah. Brad, you wanted to talk about uh, Sonic Frontiers. What do you, what do you think in there? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sonic. I notoriously always talk crap on Sonic because I love to do it. Because Sonic has been not amazing to me for so many years, despite me loving many of the older games. You know, with Sonic, my expectations are always very low, Bloodworth. Very low, especially the 3D games. Right. But... This one like seems like it's trying something a little different in a way that I like more, not like making a weird Sonic character that I don't like. It's just <laughs> weird. Enough of that. That game, yeah. But this is like, yo, let's kind of try to take Sonic to a new approach. Like, the open world part is like, you know, the idea that itself is not special, but I'm curious to see how they incorporate Sonic himself into this world, moving through it. Like, I don't care about the story at all about this game. I don't give a shit about any of that. I just want to see how moving Sonic in a new type of way plays out. And it's got the open world. It looks like it's got some of the more traditional level, like going through a level. So, yeah, I'm curious about it. I just want to see more. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'd be curious to see more of it with, like, everything unlocked. And they did show, like, the new, like, the desert biome. Yeah. Um, I like some of the, like, the attacks. That yeah, exactly. That shows off in that trailer. Yeah. Like those, those attacks yeah. that you get over time. Um, but yeah, the some of the stuff with the open world is still, I think, kind of a problem. Like the enemies, I don't really like their design. Yeah, yeah. They look like they look like somebody like upscaled like <laughs> enemies from when like you had like really strict polygon budgets or something. Blood, right? it's on yeah. Switch, all right. Give it a break. <laughs> it's doing its best, okay. And there's a lot of things that are just sort of floating without. Yeah, absolutely. They belong. Oh, there. I don't expect this game yeah. to be amazing by any means. I'm just hoping it's cool mm-hmm. and I enjoy it. Uh, last time we talked about it, I, I feel the exact same way. This is the most hyped I've been for Sonic in like ten years, <laughs> and uh, you can watch the. Yeah, I don't want to repeat myself, but it's it's because of the state of Sonic that Brad has been talking about. Where the last time I was like really pumped was like Sonic Adventure Two coming out. It was fine, you know. Like mm. Sonic Adventure, that was kind of like when I started dipping out. Was like after Sonic Adventure Two, and then mm. I just like. You know, played Unleashed, Generations, like, have always kept my foot in the door because I'm a Sega kid. That's what I grew up with. Like, Hell yeah. This is, this is as hyped I've been since the Dreamcast for Sonic, and I just hope it's good. At least. Just good. Not insanely high expectations, you know? But uh, I just hope it's cool. Well, if this game's an 8, I will be That would be the biggest the victory right. of all yeah. time. <laughs> if Sonic Generations gets an 8 anywhere... Frontiers. Frontiers. Not generations. That's not a yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> if uh, Frontiers gets gets an eight, Brad, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm Brad, having a chili dog. We're going to Wiener Schnitzel yeah. that day. Yeah, I'm getting like, a chili dog. Yeah. None of us care about uh, the story, but there's this weird little boy with like ice cream looking hair. Blood, it's gotten, it's been weird. Like making out, song making out with humans. It's been weird, blood. I'm decent. Actions endanger the world. I'm desensitized to anything weird songs. There's a shot do where now. Sonic looks like he has some kind of demon arm going on it's, there. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Amy's in a like glass ball. Yep, I, blood. I just it it all washes over yeah, me. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Just get tails and uh, Eggman in there and Knuckles. It's, it's all you need. Just the crew. Atlas Fallen. 
Uh, this is the sand game, the, the Gara hype. Gara. Huber. Yeah. Like, oh, we're joking the Sand Souls game? Yeah, is this yeah, yeah. Because it's like, there's a point Souls. where like yeah. he reaches out his hand and like the sand like rebuilds the bridge yeah. for the caravan to go across. And then they just they just start fighting sand monsters. Uh, that but yeah, sand is so mad. That sand is so that mad. Is Everything mad. is sand related in this game. Yeah. There's like uh, sliding th- through the sand. You, uh, there's the enemies. The, the weapons are apparently infused with sand. Yeah. Um, and uh, they say it's semi-open world. It's from Deck 13, who made uh, uh, Lords of the Fallen and the Surge. Uh, and what was interesting is... Wait. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So <laughs> CI Games is making The Lords of the Fallen. So uh, CI Games so they're not and Deck 13 correct. both work together, together on the first Lords of the oh, Fallen. Oh, I And then they kind of like interesting. You know, part of ways in there in their own things. But it's funny that like both of these games have Fallen in the titles. Too. Wow. This is like a showdown at this this uh, Gamescom thing. These right. two games, um, and they say uh, seriously. Here's the email description. They said, "Glide the sands of a timeless land filled with ancient dangers, mysteries, and fragments of the past. Hunt legendary monsters using powerful shape shifting weapons and devastating sand powered abilities and spectacular superpower combat. Target it and gather the essence of your enemies to shape your own custom playstyle." Forging a new era for humanity in a fully cooperative okay. or so- solo story. I was going to ask about ah. that. So shades of Monster Hunter in that. Yeah, it kind of sounds like it. Like fighting these guys and Dude. getting things to upgrade from them. I guess. Yeah. Co-op Monster Hunter in the sand, sure, kind of thing. It's good. I you said it's like semi-open world. Yeah. Okay, so Which it's again, probably sounds just like Monster Hunter world. Yeah, right? just zones you're going in. Yeah. I get nervous of uh, it's it's the reason for spoken. I haven't watched the newest Forspoken thing. I heard it's really cool, but oh, uh, it's from earlier today. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. my initial fear with Forspoken was like, yo, everything just looks like sand and dirt. Like mm. Everything everywhere. Right. That that's kind of my fear with this game. That just everything kind of blends together, and I can see that for sure. Yeah, well, especially, especially how much focus they're putting on, on it, sand yeah. and yeah. yeah. Maybe they'll go like to dirt or something. I don't know, <laughs> or soil or <laughs> different types of soil or something. Yeah. They didn't watch that caravan long enough. Re- rewatching the trailer, I realized that, like, oh, they, they fixed the bridge only for it to break. Again. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't do well. <laughs> uh, one thing, even though this is a CG trailer, one thing I do uh, appreciate is when a CG trailer shows moves that feel like they could be part of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and well, then you have some gameplay game at the end. Yeah. yeah, the um, gameplay looks... The sliding on the sand looked really, really yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. I wonder how I'll many people can be in a party. Probably just two. Yeah, they do only show two. Probably two. For the most part. Yeah. But Especially if they're like story related or something. Mm-hmm. Like they have their own stories. But I'll check it out. New IP hype. For sure. Uh, Isla. Yeah. One, one that just hit you right square in the gut. <gasps> the case of the Golden Idol. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, you actually uh, played this and have an easy update coming up on it. Sure did. Got to edit that tonight. Uh, but yes, let me finish turning on that B-roll. Yeah, this uh, this game is sick. We uh, played it, like Blood said, for this weekend's Easy Update. Huber and Gabby and I just checked my DMs and got an extra level also. Oh. But we already shot it, so whatever. Um, but yes, this game is very cool. Very Oprah Din, if you like that sort of a vibe, like trying to emulate what it's like to be a detective. Yeah. Well, and, and just like the visual style of like an old uh, 
like late eighties, early nineties kind of visuals with like a lot of like pixelation yeah. and stuff on the screen. Yeah, everyone looks like a freak in yeah. this game. Yeah. 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 In, a, in a great way. A yeah, Love in the, the best way. And also I was very surprised when the levels would like uh some of the levels are bigger than you think they are. Like you click out a window and it like shows out the window and you're like, oh okay, uh here's a bunch more clues to look at. Uh, How does this thing with really dragging neat. the words around work? So yeah, you um, when you find a clue, you can un- certain words are underlined, and you click on those, and it adds them to the little thing on the bottom. And so you have two modes: there's exploring and thinking. Okay. And so when you're exploring, you're picking up all the keywords, which are your clues, basically. And like a person's first and last name would be two separate clues. Uh, or like fell and ladder or whatever. And then in thinking, there are sentences formed out with blanks and you fill in the blanks with the right words. So you'd have to say like, Albert Crowsley fell off the ladder while reaching for a book or whatever, you know? And like, that's how you solve the mysteries. And it'll tell you when you've got them all right. Um, And when you have two or fewer incorrect, It'll tell you that, too. Mm. Um, so that's my one critique, I would say, of the game so far, is that you can... If you get it to a certain point, you can kind of brute force it and just be like, okay, was it the window? No. Was it the door? No. Was it the trap door? Okay, cool. You know, and whatever. But, like, I don't really know a way around that, so... Sure. It's really cool. I'm, I'm anticipating it. It would also be kind of fun if it could work a, a little bit more flexibly to where, like, you almost mad-libbed it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the other the other fear with anything like this is, like, is the game dev's logic similar to your logic? Because, right. like, some of, the, some of the stuff is, like, okay, clearly there's blood coming in there. That obviously has to be what happened. Uh, the other thing is a red herring. But, like, one of the other ones we tried was, like, why did he do it? Okay, well, whatever. Like, I guess, you know. So hopefully there's not too much of that. But it's cool. Uh, another one you haven't got to play yet, but you had your eye on this trailer is The Gap. Hell yeah. First person narrative adventure. Uh, talking about deja vu. Yeah. It so, looks cool. Huber, you're hyped on this one too. Hyped right? as shit on this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big time potential for emotional gut punches and scary things your favorite yes uh just just playing with that idea of like memories and perception of memories yeah um, it looks it looks like it could get really cool mm-hmm. and you know i love anything where like your perception of reality is getting messed with yeah and this looks like it's going to be doing that oh, yeah. a lot it looks it looks like it's going to be you know probably a, like a you don't maybe interact too much uh, one of those horror games where you're kind of mm-hmm. just running, but who knows? Yeah. Well, what is interesting is they talk about the, this idea that, like, deja vu is actually, like, linking you to some other world. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. To Such a reality. cool concept. Yeah. Awesome idea. Blood, yeah. I'm hoping it's, like, what remains of Edith Finch mm. of kind of, like, go, transporting into these almost, like, it doesn't what have to be characters, but, like, going into these different scenarios that are, oh, like, yeah. va- dr- dramatically cool. different. Uh, weird name, though. Weird name for a game. Yeah, yeah, it's a store. It's also yeah. a clothing store. Probably shouldn't be. Like, oh, like yeah. as Gabby said, ungoogleable. Oh, ungoogleable. Yeah. You're right. Oh, uh, yeah. It, we'll see how how that fares out as mm. they go forward. Yeah. 
Uh, the last case of Benedict Fox, I think Ooh. every one of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah this is doing tier. it for everybody. Top Speaking tier. of going into other realms. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, we saw, like, a really good long gameplay clip of this with a lot of the systems. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's side-scrolling Metroidvania, but then also has, like, this whole mystery and uh, story to kind of unravel and mm-hmm. puzzle out. Uh, so, to me, it's kind of funny. This is almost like something I would come up with like let's mix an adventure game with an adventure game yeah <laughs> because the same word was used for two different genres yep for the longest time um until eventually they came up with metroidvania and like oh okay we'll just call that this we don't have to call these adventure games anymore yeah uh but yeah there's like uh inventory like kind of resident evil style yeah, puzzles definitely. it looks like piecing looks like things together economy as well yeah, the, you buy stuff from yes, Harry Houdini? Yes. Yeah, I love that. I'm cool, like, oh, one, okay. One of the coolest lockpicks I've seen in a few years. Yeah, yeah. I love video game lockpicks. Throwing some cosmic horror, yeah. Yes. Good stuff. Yeah, it definitely has that element going on because you have like some kind of beast or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they show this thing where like you get your abilities through like a, this tattoo artist. You right, yeah. pay for tattoos. yeah. yeah. So writhing in pain. Yeah. Screaming. Yeah. And your abilities are because you have like a a demon like yeah. linked to you or something. But the one that they unlock, uh, it's still very Metroidvania style. It's like a slam and it allows you to like yeah. bust through oh, like yeah. floors. Gotta have stuff like that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but it's interesting to see that like those things are kind of based on like stuff that you can afford. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than just picking up in the world. So I'm For curious now. how that's gonna work out. So hyped on this game. It yeah. looks really good, like Cannot visually. Wait. Yeah. And mechanically. Yeah. Just like, I, I like all the, the upgrades and everything we've seen. I wonder what famous historical person is giving you the tattoos, if <laughs> any. <laughs> right. um, you've got a knife uh, and a pistol, so there's like a mix of melee and range combat mm-hmm. there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, with with the little demon partner or whatever it is, you also have, uh, you know, like kind of like when you're jumping and stuff you have this you see the tentacles come out now and then mm-hmm. and then yeah when you kill enemies like that seems to be like you need like their enemies like tethered to the portals between yeah it's like a normal world them. and the limbo is what they call it yeah so it definitely reminds me of like metroid prime 2 or like a link to the past or different different games like that where you go back and forth I, i'm curious though how similar the environments will be because if it'll be like light world dark world essentially because right. it doesn't feel like it is it feels like completely different areas yeah right like uh, it felt like going into the real world at one point uh, versus yeah we'll see the last case so uh that's kind of scary mm-hmm. might go down uh, right or you retires. <laughs> one of the two yeah <laughs> yeah you're dead or you retired yeah yeah he just happily leaves <laughs> uh big big horror day yeah. Layers of fears, Hubert. So pumped for this. This is great. This is a great idea. Um, the 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 first games are cool. I like them quite a bit. I like the first one quite a bit. Um, but they're rough. They're a little rough around the edges mm-hmm. because they obviously didn't have the budget. You know, it's like double A. Maybe it seems like just the the um, the mansion. Like the haunted, the, and like anytime a game is in a mansion, bonus immediately points. in. Yeah, yeah, bonus points. But uh, the reveal, Bloodworth, from the press release you told me, yeah. was that you're playing as the wife this yeah. time around. Well, in this, this chapter. So yeah. I'll, I'll read through the email here. Yeah. So, 
So Layers of Fears aims to unify and deepen yes. the overarching stories connecting Layers of Fear and Layers of Fear 2, whilst also expanding on the story fans have come to know and love with original new chapters. And that's what this is, is mm-hmm. one of the new chapters. So the final note, which is her chapter, focuses on a character that fans of the series have long w- waited to know more about. Yes. This new chapter will allow players to take control of the painter's wife, a devastated musician whose side of the story we are yet to hear in its entirety. Sick. Providing a new perspective behind the family's tragedy. It's so cool. But that's not all. Oh, shit. Those with keen eyes might have been able to spot an enigmatic lighthouse at the end of the trailer. It's it stopped on that lighthouse it's, for a yeah, while. No, this is funny. Yeah, yeah. I love keen the eyes. keen eyes. It like yeah. literally sits on it for like a minute. This is a brief tease of a new location that will link together the Great. stories of the first and second game. That makes games, so much sense. Diving deeper into how those seemingly separate <laughs> events are in fact intertwined. Yes. Sharing a canvas in the masterpiece that is the Layers of Fear universe. Nice. Okay, like 20 seconds, not a minute. <laughs> um Everything you said sounds on point. This they 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 are they have a vision and they are following that vision. I am not concerned. Uh, it's really cool because yeah, in the original, you hear about the wife, but from his perspective. Mm-hmm. So it'd be nice to like in journal entries and that kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. What 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 is this, the strength with, with layers of fear? Like, what is the thing that people should be looking out here? Because it, it's yeah. not like Resident Evil. Right? No, Resident no, Horror. it's 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 you're walking you're walking a lot you're walking a lot solving puzzles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really any combat there. Um, atmosphere, atmosphere and story. You know, if you, it's like most similar to Amnesia, I would say. Right? Got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Amnesia is like way more like stressful and scary. Yeah, for this yeah. is like. Grodier. Yeah, like this <laughs> is this is horror, but in a different way. Like Isla's kind of horror, I feel like, where yeah. in, in mine, where it's just like deep regret and yeah, yeah. you know, you're thinking about the past and that that kind of horror. My so. favorite my favorite kind of horror <laughs> is you deserve this horror, you know? Yes. Yeah, you're a you're a bad person. You are yeah. a bad, yeah. bad person. Yeah, heck yeah. Uh, completely different direction. Goat Simulator Three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never really like put that much time into Goat Simulator. We've done some things. Yeah, we just played a little here, bit. But uh, this this game looks so fun. Yeah, especially now that like, yeah, being able to play around with other people and do all these weird mini games and stuff and blown away. Yeah, this was the biggest surprise of the show for me. I enjoyed Goat Simulator One uh, as a novelty, mm-hmm. you know, and this looks like just a very fun video game to play with friends. I cannot wait to just cruise around this with all of you and like so many different locations. So that's, many. That's right. the thing I'm most yeah. So many for. games, Isla. Like, like what yeah, are we even looking at? That you can do anywhere you want. Yeah, which is so funny. Yeah, that, that was actually really funny because they have a, a part where they talk about the there's like a destruction derby for whatever reason. You're like you're not even playing as goats. You're, you're driving <laughs> you're cars, in cars, and they're like, oh yeah, you can do this in like a, you know some place mm-hmm. that makes sense, like a wide open field, or it's like, oh yeah, you can just do it on anywhere, like on the side of a hill where it's yeah. going to be complete chaos and unmanageable. But go for it, do what you want. <laughs> I like the visuals too. I just like how everything looks. Yeah, uh, and I like all the customization of the the goats. The goat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they have all of these different uh, costumes. They say mm-hmm. there's over 300 costume items. Wow. Um, and some of them have abilities. So there's the jetpack, there's the fart boost, there's the laser eyes, 
stilts, lightsabers. There's something they show in there that looks like you're just like winding everything into a Katamari ball. Um, I'm very intrigued by the thing that they show in the trailer briefly that's just a woman's face. Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you, like, pick what up, is that? you just pick up somebody's face. Yeah, it's going to be like Octodad when yeah. they just think you're someone. <laughs> totally. So funny. Um, and yeah, when they show the multiplayer, like every single player has just got all kinds of mismatched nonsense on it. Um, they say uh, there's couch co-op in addition to online. Nice. Sweet. Anything you can do in single player, you can do in multiplayer. Great. Which is great. That's so clutch. Yeah. The and, local, too. It's so good. Uh, and then there's seven different mini games. So we only saw, I think, three of them because we saw, like, the King of the Hill. We saw those head splat thing. And then we saw the, the car derby thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I joked that it's called Three for a Reason because it, it's like two sequels worth of content. Mm. Honestly, it feels like that big of a leap from Goat Simulator 1. Like, Goat right. Simulator 1's like proof of concept. Cool game, you know? But this just looks like on another level. There's just way more to do, to see, and co-op, obviously. So it it's a funny game, Huber, because it's like if there's jank, it just makes the experience better. Yeah. You know, it's like if your foot gets caught and then stretched out for like twenty yards, yeah. like, oh, this is Yeah, hilarious. it's kinda like a win win for them. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. And there's objectives in the first one, you know. I'm not devaluing that, but it is a way smaller game. So this just looks so much, yeah, mm. so much more. Uh, a new reveal, Moonbreaker. Yeah. Uh, from the makers of Subnautica, which you played Subnautica, right? right? Both yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Um, and uh, Damiani did a preview. He got to to check this out in a private presentation before the event. Uh, so check out that video to get some more details. But this this cool like tabletop strategy concept where you're playing as miniatures and they actually look like miniatures mm-hmm. and you get to paint them and all this. And uh, yeah, Heber, what do you what do you think seeing this? I'm thing? very, very optimistic about this game. Uh, this looks like peak like a peak Blizzard game. Like when Blizzard was was making good video games many lifetimes ago. Well, what's funny, they, Blizzard showed off that, like, Warcraft miniatures mobile game or whatever. This looks 100 times better. 100 million times better, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, it just looks so solid, like, mechanically. Like, I'm ready to collect and organize my team, strengths and weaknesses, and just get in there. Like, I, I'm just really optimistic about this, and I, I feel like I'm ready to get addicted, you know? Mm-hmm. So... That's it. It's it's more of a wait and see, you know, see how how the the balance is, see how hard it is to collect new new pieces. There's like a lot of that underneath the hood that right. I would need to explore more, but just just the the visuals and the battles uh, and obviously painting all yeah, of your painting looks crazy. All of your things. There's like, so much detail. There's like so the much detail and stuff that, that they allow in there. Yeah. Like but it's just it's really promising. The thing that floors me that I didn't know because obviously I knew that Damiani had done this, that preview, but like Brandon Sanderson is involved. In oh, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, the lore. Who, who, yeah, wrote Mist, Mistbreaker or whatever and um, uh, Stormlight Archives and whatever. It's just like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was losing my mind. Yeah, I noticed you've got some, some of those books just there in the, the room with you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I listened to all the audiobooks. It's nuts. Um, 
yeah, it just and and to me, like it just it feels like such like a passion project. It really does, like, and that's why it's speaking to my heart and my soul, blood. That's why I'm so Born. optimistic. Thank you for saying that. That yes, that is it. It feels like passionately made by people who want this game so bad and. Yeah. You know what they could have done, like a Subnautica three, or you know, done something yeah, in space. It's very different, just, yeah. You know, and that you know that series like it really blew up, right? Right? Like mm-hmm. yeah. people are very, very into yeah, it. Yeah, So it's Subnautica. like this is not just the safe route. They probably are making a Subnautica. Yeah, they probably will, but they probably want to do something different, and I don't blame yeah. them. Uh, I think it looks interesting. I'm not as high on it as everyone else, but it looks cool. I wish the miniatures, and I get this why it's like this. I wish they had some more animations mm. and like little more dynamic movement to them they are very stiff and i get that and i understand why they did i just wish they were felt a little more alive i guess sometimes sure but it's not a deal breaker it's just a personal Mm -hmm. preference for me but i'm really curious to see how like what gameplay is like actually like what tactics things are what the flow of the match like what units do how they interact how you get new units how they balance all of that that's what i'm curious about a lot of questions on that Mm -hmm. game for sure but yeah yeah. cool the The painting looks sick too like that's really rad yeah the thing they said about uh like having to pick your team out in the beginning and stuff has me really excited Mm because like the idea of choosing and forming your team like that like in in Warhammer, you have like points that you spend on units, so I wonder if they'll do it like that. Yeah, probably. Like better That's units. Units are worth more. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Mistborn. I said Mistbreaker or something like that. Oh, okay. Mistbreaker. Just misspoke. Yeah. And speaking of breaking, like I really I like the animation. Like when a unit's defeated and it's just, it like, breaks yeah. apart, a piece of and ceramic the, that just busts. <laughs> the flamethrower looks really sick too. Yeah. Just blasting that thing, and the character like moves back. But That's the thing though. Like it's even cool. the flames almost yeah. look like. There's some kind of resin or ceramic. Yeah, you know they're not they're not just fire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, real quick, I I wanted to look it up to confirm, but uh, my memory was correct. Goat Simulator started as a joke yeah. prototype. <laughs> <laughs> they just kept going with it. I I love stories like that. Yeah. Uh, one that I think looks really cool. Uh, Phantom Hellcat. Yeah. Was revealed. Yep. Uh, and so this is a uh, you know an, an, a character action game. Set in like a theater kind of setting, and you see like Great all setting. of the things rigged and stuff in the background. Moon Bear King, Brad, shout out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> obviously, the Puppeteer vibes. Yeah, it sure. obviously <laughs> reminds me of or everyone of Puppeteer, definitely. It uh, looks so cool. Also, kind of, you know, has some like Devil May Cry. Yeah, it's like a weird mix of a 2D platformer with like 3D hack and slash combat. Yeah, because there, there are things that look a little bit more 2D. I'm, I'm curious, like, how restricted you are in those moments. Um, because then, yeah, when you get into an arena and you're fighting, yeah. well, it's fully 3D. Yeah, like, if it's fighting's only in 3D, or are there 2D parts where you're fighting oh, guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like, Don't Make Cry, if it locks you into a... Oh, yeah, there's scenes like that. Yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, some of the stuff from the email here... It is a love letter to the generation of games full of dynamic props and armies with more than one million troops. <laughs> Referencing that uh, 99 Nights there. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that game. We will take you to the golden age of slashers, which defined the console gaming experience a decade ago. Uh, and then some of the, the lore here. Uh, Jolene, a rebellious young woman, accidentally frees a great evil previously trapped within a cursed theater. Channel the mysterious powers of character masks. That's what we remember yeah. pointing out those masks. To slice, dice, and platform through morphing 3D, 2D worlds. 
knock foes around the environment to bring a set wall crashing down or launch opponents into the band pit with sets based on stories from pop culture like Dracula. Oh, okay. So actual stories. Okay. Dracul. So, yeah. yeah, It's like you get different theater productions. Think Zobek's going to show up? Who? Zobek. Oh, Zobek? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Zobek will be there. Um, Game looks sick, but I'm very curious about it. I don't know if we'd call this a highlight, but it was definitely memorable. Brad, you want to talk about the Kojima podcast? Oh, dude. (laughs) I mean, I don't have a problem with them doing a podcast. I think that's actually interesting. It could be really cool. Just like, dude, he came out at like E3 time and he's like, I'm working on games. Bye. And that was it. And this time he's like, hey, Gamescom. Hey, Jeff. Thanks, everybody. I'm launching a podcast. And he claps for himself. (laughs) I was like, dude, this is Pete Kojima just so into himself right now. And he goes, okay, bye. And that's it. You're like, okay, cool. Thanks, Jeff, for putting that on. Really appreciate that. (laughs) Just throwing a bone to his buddy. Yeah. Totally. Um, But we learned through the the email that he's actually, Jeff is actually involved in this thing. (laughs) Do you know that? No, but it makes sense. Yeah, so the the this is a the podcast is going to be called uh, Brain Structure. It's a Spotify exclusive podcast. Launches September eighth, um, and then um, it says uh, Kojima uh, will unravel unravel the genius behind Kojima's ideas and creative thinking as he discusses a range of his favorite topics, including games, movies, books, art, philosophy, and the social landscape. Heavy stuff. Yeah. Uh, this audio talk show Always. will invite both distinguished domestic and international leaders as guests, as well as top creators from a variety of backgrounds, such as business, technology, and entertainment, as they come together with Kojima to discuss and dive into compelling themes. The show will also regularly feature Jeff Keeley, <laughs> there a, it is, a close friend of Kojima's, and prominent Canadian gaming journalist and TV host, who will bring the latest updates on gaming and technology within a special segment. In addition, Japanese music creator Michiharu Shimoda, a.k.a. Silent Poets, known for producing the closing theme for best-selling game Death Stranding, <laughs> will be creating an opening theme for Hideo Kojima Presents Brain Structure. And there's a lot more. That is there. the most flex little detail at the end that is, like, so unnecessary. <laughs> it's like, it's going to be, like, a 30-second theme song, probably. Blood, like, Blood Earth is just like, man, we're at a gaming show, and we're announcing podcasts now, and we're talking about Pikachu cars, I guess, now. Yeah, I'm just like, car. dude... Yeah. Two-hour show. Kind of two-hour show. Gamesco- that's the kind of thing. Cut it down. You would see on the Gamescom show floor. I think people have even like. Yeah, on the floor maybe. I heard mm-hmm. there are like four of those cars scattered throughout the floor. Yeah, because there's 11, 11 different uh, mm-hmm. floors basically. And it's, it's like I get it. You gotta pay the bills, Jeff. Yeah. I get it. But well, like, but that's what I'm saying though. Is it's not necessarily that's not necessarily a Jeff game or Jeff thing. That could be a Gamescom thing. The car. Yeah. Oh. Because, you know, how Gamescom was in there, like, yeah. giving their awards for most games. Oh, yeah, whatever. you gotta stop doing that, Part too. Part of the deal yeah. for Jeff They were filming it. it on the Gamescom floor yeah. next to the car, for yeah. sure. Just, yeah. Super hyped, and we'll watch the Norman Reedus episode. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. Sure. Sure. Do you will be, be on the first, or do you think they'll wait a little They'll bit? wait a few. They'll wait a few. <laughs> Guillermo's gotta be so on the And the Guillermo episode, He can obviously. reveal more secrets about Death Stranding, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Except without knowing that that's yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. I think I was in some kind what? of game yeah. where I, like, uh, I don't know, I blow up the president or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they announced Death Stranding's coming to PC 
Game Pass. That. Yeah. But I don't think it's you director's think, cut. Be, I think it's just. Oh, you think it's the regular? I think it's just regulars. Yes. Interesting. That's weird. That's yes. really weird. Well, Sony owns that IP. I'm pretty sure, so I don't know. Oh. Um. I could yeah, be wrong I think though. they do. I think they do. Five hundred five is publishing the other versions, but yeah, I, they, yeah, I think they publish the PC versions. Yeah, wrapped up. I don't know either. It's messy, but I think it's just the regular version of the game. Hmm. Googling Death Stranding owner Sony Interactive is what pops up. Yeah, such a weird deal. <laughs> the way it all fits together. Um, so what are we seeing at the Game Awards, Brad? What's Kojima going to have? <laughs> We're getting a cooking show. A cooking is he gonna show. Gonna flip houses. The director's cut is already on. Is he gonna give travel advice? He's I gonna mean, do whatever. I mean, I might want Kojima's travel advice. Maybe, yeah. At this point, Kojima can do whatever he wants, and people will be down for it. Mm-hmm. So, or he'll show is it the opposite. Is like, are we gonna just like hand wave anytime there's a mention of Kojima until he actually shows something? Yeah, he's gonna was, show up again. I'm making video games. Bye. Was that starting 2020? 2019. 2019. 2019. Yeah. 19. Yeah. 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 Teaser for sure for the next one. Yep. Or whatever game he's doing now, yeah. if it's not Death Stranding. Yeah. He Just, said games. Yeah. yeah. Teaser games. for sure. Well, at least for a game he's working on, we'll see a teaser. Oh, was the, I think the rumor was it's like called Overdose or something. The oh. game. Yeah. One of the Sounds... other games with Xbox. Right. If it's Xbox only, but. Well, yeah, and well, and then like you said, Norman Reedus had slipped. Yeah, about Death Stranding. Death, Death Stranding. We're doing another one. Because <laughs> yep. he's from the film and TV world. It's yeah. like they talk about stuff all the time. Yeah. Uh, I would love if Kojima actually brought like some smaller like four or five hour game. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I would love that. Cause That'd be great. Like, you talk about like, oh, it's like been three years since Death Stranding. It's like, man, it would be cool to get some other like smaller, Weird. wackier idea yeah. out there from Kojima. And like MGS4 and MGS5 and to Death Stranding. It's just like these big... Big, 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 games. big, 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 big. Yeah, big, if you just put out like PT sized stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm just uh, thinking like Zone of the Unders. Like Annapurna. Dude, Zone dude. of the Unders. Zone of the Unders, dude. Like, dude, if you make some like Met game, today's gaming technology. And it so... comes with a demo for Death Stranding 2. Yes. <laughs> Everyone Seriously. bought Zone of the Unders for that demo. That'd be awesome. It comes for another Silent Hill game. Demo, but it's <laughs> never planned to make a full game. It's l- they literally just made a demo again. That's it. They never planned a next game. Yeah, I think he tweeted about PT a little bit ago. Actually, yeah, I think like he did because it was like right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like oh shit, because he was uh, he was honoring like the anniversary mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With however many years it has been. Yeah, wild, a while. <laughs> um, and I think he just had a birthday, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he's fifty-nine like or something. Yeah. Happy yeah, he birthday. said it's been eight years. Living the dream. Eight years since PT. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wild. He tweeted about it on the 12th. Yeah. Uh, who else is starting to get into uh, the content creation game? This is very Masahiro surprising. Sakurai, yeah. Uh, has a YouTube channel now. Uh, and he, 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 as he does, he teased his way into this. Uh, so earlier this week, he ended. He's been doing like a Smash Brothers screenshot every day for like years, since right? Since like December 2019. Yeah. Wow. Know? And he was like, this is going to be the last shot, but tomorrow. What was the shot? Uh, it was like a Smash Ball or something above like one of the levels. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, very simple, but kind of like emblematic. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and. Uh, is that tomorrow I'm going to have something else? And like everyone's like, oh, what's it going to be? What's the next game? What's he doing? 
And then he like he opens his YouTube channel. <laughs> and it it seems like okay, whatever, maybe I won't care, but like this is like Yeah, I need to it. watch it. It's good stuff. Cool. It is That's really awesome. good stuff. Like very bite sized like developer insights. Is it him talking how he kind of talked like on the Smash videos, like him yeah. sitting somewhere and talking yeah, to you? Yeah, but it's like he's done it so well because like one of the videos is four minutes, the other is five minutes, mm-hmm. and he's talking Good about having life. like different categories where he'll have like a series, like different. Oh, series. okay. And so I wish I could make four minute videos. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> and and there's so like it's it's crazy to think it's that short because you feel like you've actually learned something mm-hmm. in the process of just like four or five minutes. So the first uh, one that I watched uh, was in what he calls the design specifics category, uh, detailing the importance of what he calls the hit stop. So he hits something and then like time kind of stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and uh, and he's talking about the, the importance of different effects. And then he like actually not only does he like show it like, in his games, like, in Smash Brothers and stuff. But he, like, goes through all of these different games and shows games that do it and show games that don't do it. Wow. Um, and then he also, like, actually, like, I think he, like, edits the footage or something to show, like, okay, if we added it to this game, here's how different it would wow. look. Um, and he's talking about how, like, a lot of, like, uh, bullet hells and stuff like that back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, like, you just, all of a sudden you're dead and you don't know why. Yeah. And it's because, like, here, if you put in the hit stop, you see the moment... It when happening. you got hit, you know what you, mistake you made, uh, and just showing just like how much—not just like a sense of impact, but just how much feedback that mm-hmm. gives back to the player to get better. Nothing like that Bowser drop kick, dude. Feel that hit stop. Yeah, that's a really cool. <laughs> this is this is super rad that he's yeah. doing this. I and love the, this. The other one uh, is uh, what he calls it game concepts category. Uh, he's basically going to be walking through like all the games that he's made. So he starts with Kirby's Dude. Dreamland, wow. which wow. he was like 19 wow. when that game was wow. made. This is awesome because he just like worked permanently for the last like bunch of years on Smash Bros. Right. Like he didn't sleep, he didn't eat, he didn't go outside. He just worked on Smash Brothers. So this feels like such an awesome way for him to just like chill out and talk about what he wants to talk about yeah. and just like passionately talk yeah, about all the like games. A, an it's extremely so awesome. famous yeah. game uh, creator, director, whatever. Yeah. Now he's a YouTuber. You're just like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. But it, but again, it's like he's talking about like why Kirby was made the way it is. Yeah, like, just super why insight. it's easy. Insightful you know, in stuff. In some ways, yeah. but not in others. You know, and, and just like going through like all of that and comparing like, damn, you know, how... Um, like he even had like uh, like like really good graphics in there of like you know action games were this way you know because you know they had limited amount of memory yeah. or whatever com- you know and then RPGs you could just keep fighting and like just worry about the stats and the numbers but you know action game it's like well you run out of memory so you just got to make it really hard so that people feel like they're getting their money's worth yeah and all of this stuff and again like going in and like showing like. Dude, footage of Ninja Gaiden and all of these different games. So rad. I wish more devs would do this now. It's probably going to start now that he and Kojima have started doing Branching it. I can out. imagine more people will. Yeah. Like this this is the beginning. Feels like more input more people will do this. I would imagine uh like studios doing it. I know some studios have their their own podcasts right. and stuff, but I can imagine it expanding. Yeah. It's 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 just one of those things where it just like it feels so well done and doesn't waste your time. You know, so um, and expect really nothing like less. The, I really like the clean graphic design of his channel too. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, 
Uh, it gives me very like Iwata asks kind of. Yeah, kind of. it doesn't feel like marketing or something like that. Like so exactly. many other yeah. maybe game companies podcasts would be. It's just like him yeah. teaching you stuff about yeah. video games. It's like we're a little fly on the wall. Yeah. in his in yeah. his brain, you know. Yeah, and just the I think too like the <laughs> the comfort and the relaxed nature and oh, the yeah. confidence so, that he he has so cozy with Sakurai. It makes it so effective. Yeah, thanks Sakurai. Yeah. Thanks for putting Cloud and Smash. Thanks for everything you've ever done. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. You're just giving, giving the world good stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're going to keep going here uh, real quick, but if you've been enjoying the show so far, please take a second to like and subscribe and ring the notification bell. It helps us. It helps you stay connected. And we're going to get on with the show. Huber, July NPD time. Oh! <laughs> Woo! July. Yeah. Dog days of summer? Mm. Or is that August? July? July's probably like prime summertime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 4th of July, all that. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, The dog days of summer are from July 3rd to August 11th. There it is. So we are out of the dog days. I did not know the dog days were (laughs) specifically defined. Yeah. The dog days are over. (laughs) But for these MPDs, these are from the dog days. These yes. are from the yes. dog days. the dog yes. era. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, these come from uh, Matt Pescatella at the MPD group. Uh, some Just some general stuff before we get into the top 20. Uh, hardware still sort of in the, the same range uh, in terms of like PS5 still leading dollar sales, Switch is still leading unit sales. Mm-hmm. Um, but... They got to just bump that price a whole bunch. <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation yeah. did. PS5 and Xbox Series dollar sales each experienced double-digit percentage of growth compared to a year ago. Um, so Say that one more time. Say that one more time. So double-digit growth versus last July. Got it. So For so, hardware or software? Hardware. Got it. Yeah. Um, but the top 20, uh, we've got three new games coming in in July. Huber, what do you think took the number one spot? Number starting at the top? Yeah. What, July. What what hit there? What what knocked everybody out of the park in July? I'm pretty sure I know this, so I'm not going to answer. Damn it. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> July, dude. My memory goes blank instantly. Every yeah, time. Like, yeah. I'm like, we've played every one of these. Probably. Elden Ring feels like four years ago. It was, dude. <laughs> like, July feels like last year. We've gone through the dog days since then. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta think about stuff that's real big. Maybe slightly unexpectedly big, but huge right now. Everyone's playing. Everyone's playing. Multiverses? Multiverses. Multiverses. Are you serious? Multiverses number one. They say they have 20 million players now. Wow. Wow. The Founders Pack is what I think sold a lot of people bought in it. Wow. Yeah. Number one, dude. Number one. Multiverses. Yep. Top deal. Yeah, that scares me. (laughs) It sends the wrong... Like, good game, cool, whatever, but it's just like more... Metaverse stuff, yeah. Just more. I don't think more, it's more, not more. necessarily in that sense. I think it's yeah. for fighting games yeah, it's not too. Really metaverse, yeah. But yeah, just yeah. like all the IPs and one oh, thing think, yeah, is yeah. like such a such a thing. You yeah, know? of course it is. Yeah, mm. I think like they're they're more gonna see like microtransaction battle pass kind of stuff as the yeah takeaway. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. So we got two other <clears throat> new games in there. Another one that's pretty big, but maybe you wouldn't expect to be high on the list. What do you think? Can't be stray. No, that was before. Yeah, because that was like plus. And I think that might not have a physical. Version. Uh, Xenoblade three. Xenoblade Brad's coming out of the number it. four spot. Crushing. Oh, top, four. And okay. Topping the Switch charts. Well, good for them. Yeah, and that does not include digital. Nintendo. Yeah, they never. They don't digital. do digital. Hmm. 
So that's physical only. Mm-hmm. Get up at number four. Uh, above Call of Duty Vanguard, above MLB The Show. Uh, a physical edition of Stray has been announced. Nice. Uh, it's coming out, it looks like, in September. Got it. GTA 5. GTA 5? Well, that wouldn't be new. Um, but uh, What number is that? I don't actually think GTA 5 is in the top 20 this month. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. Could be wrong, but no, I don't think it is. <laughs> what? What fresh hell is this? <laughs> Uh, Throw it at us. Yeah. The the other new one is Digimon Survive. Would have never I'm guessed. Very, I'm in there surprised by this kind of. Yeah. I didn't it, I didn't know it was that It also popular. had like a couple of days. It came out right at the yeah, end. Yeah, I didn't know there was a huge demand for this game. Damn. Digimon fans, damn. Yeah. Um, Better show up for One Piece Odyssey then when it comes out. <laughs> God. Seriously. It will. What what are some oldies you think made it in here? Who, who, who's still hanging around? Mario Kart, Mario Kart, yeah. Mario Kart, Mario Kart. Yep. Animal Mario Kart Crossing number seven. Animal Crossing is number thirteen. It, Overwatch still on there for some like sales. Overwatch, reason? yeah, it dipped down, but it's down at fourteen now. Okay, oh, it was Damn. five last month. Yeah, it had a huge spike. Wow, what? Because <laughs> you could get in on the yeah, beta or if something. you had it, yeah, um, yeah. Is Live Alive on there? No, it didn't, okay. it didn't make... I think that might have been a little earlier. Yeah. But I'm pretty okay. sure it's not on there at all. No. 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 Yeah, I'm trying to blank this time. How, how many Call of Duty games do you think are on the list? Just two. two. Three. Three. Wow. wow. Call of Duty Vanguard's at number five. Uh, Black Ops Cold War is at 17. Black Ops 3 is at 19. <laughs> Black, Black Ops, Ops 3? Yeah. What? That's there. Was that a... That's old game. That's old game. Real old. There's, there's Black Ops 4. Right? That's old game. That's old <laughs> That's real old. Is that a 360 game? No. No, no. no. We're talking okay. about Black Ops? No, no, To make sure no. there's not an extra one in there, but that's a 3. No. <laughs> wow. I think it was last gen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there was a sale on Steam for it. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm trying mm. to, like, figure out... It was previously out. down at 37 the month before. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why it would suddenly Damn. Be that's weird. That is weird, but okay. Probably some streamer. <laughs> maybe, Honestly, yeah, like maybe. It. Uh, anything else you're curious for? Go down the whole list. Hmm. Where's Elden Ring? Elden Ring's just at two. It, it just got Hell knocked down yeah. a, a peg. It's going to probably go back up. We'll see. Excellent. Where is Breath of the Wild? <laughs> uh, I don't think it's on the 35. Top 20. No, no top 20 for Breath of the Wild. Hmm. But yeah, so Nailus, do it. Yeah, twenty was Monster Hunter Rise. Nineteen was Black Ops Three. Eighteen is Far Cry Six. Seventeen is Black Ops Cold War. Sixteen is Switch Sports. Oh. Fifteen is uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Fourteen's Overwatch. Thirteen's Animal Crossing. Twelve is Smash Brothers. Ooh. Uh, Eleven is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Still hanging in there. Really, oh, well. still hanging. Yeah. Uh, 10 is F122, um, which actually went up. That's from hardcore. Last month. Yeah. 9's Minecraft, of course. Ah, uh, yes. 8's Digimon Survive. 7 is Mario Kart. 6 is MLB The Show. 5 is Vanguard, Call of Duty Vanguard. 4 is Xenoblade. 3 is Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Oh, Still right. I forgot about that. Uh, then 2, Elden Ring. And 1, Multiverses. Crazy. Really interesting month. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So those dog days. 
Dog days of summer. Dog days of summer. Getting into people's heads, buying Black yeah. Ops 3. <laughs> yeah. They don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hot wind. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things selling, PlayStation 5 is getting a price hike. Yeah. Everywhere Ooh. but here. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. All around Ooh. the world. Yep. Yeah. Due to, due to global economic environment, including high inflation rates. Let me uh, read this for everybody. Uh, coming from, uh, I think this was Jim Ryan. Or, uh, yeah. Classic Jim Ryan. Terrible move. The global economic environment is a challenge that many of you around the world are no doubt experiencing. Yeah, so we're we'll raise, raise the price on you. Cool. We're seeing high global inflation rates as well as adverse currency trends impacting consumers and creating pressure on many many industries. And so that's why I think maybe one of the factors with the U.S. not being affected is like the U.S. is sort of like their baseline. Yeah, this and then is how the currencies match up to the yeah. dollar or whatever. Um, uh, based on these challenging economic conditions, SIE has made the difficult decision to increase the recommended retail price of PlayStation 5 in select markets, which is everywhere but here, so I don't understand the select markets, across Europe, Middle East, and Africa, Asia Pacific, Latin America, as well as Canada. Mm -hmm. There will be no price increase in the United States. While this price increase is a necessity given the current global economic environment and its impact on SIE's business, our top priority continues to be improving PS5 supply situation so that as many players as possible can experience everything that the PS5 offers and what's still to come. Thank you for your continued support. Terrible move. Two things. Game fan, Brad talking here, mm-hmm. who loves video games, don't like this. This sucks. I feel bad for everyone that's going to have to pay more. That sucks. Business Brad. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. People are probably going to buy these anyways. It doesn't even matter if we're going to charge the price. If we're selling everything that we're putting out, it does not matter, and we're going to make more money for now. Yeah, they'll sell out. They'll yeah. sell Probably out. for now. Sell out literally because, and they're doing, a lot of their things are like bundles now. Right. Like, they're always, yeah, the horizon and like bundle, GameSpot yeah. or Stop only sells like bundles now and stuff like that. I wish they gave you something extra, you right. know, like something sure. digital, maybe? Yeah, throw something in. Something. Yeah, because they... Uh, like, even like... T- 20 bucks on PSN or something or or maybe like a warning like a like a notice <laughs> like yo you better buy your PlayStation now cuz the price is going up you know kind of like Nintendo does with well, like they, discontinuing they did say this is gonna take, things uh, effect in a couple of like it depends on where the region like okay. the regions aren't all going like right away okay but uh I'm trying to see I mean, if it's it says impossible to get in one, this but. E- in this uh note No the actually no you're right the PlayStation blog doesn't really say when it's happening but I, I, I saw it somewhere. Um, but uh, it's, just a, it's just a bad look to me yeah. because, uh, you know, Microsoft keeps playing into the value with Game Pass and everything. And then, you know, Sony with their $70 Last of Us yeah. and then their, yeah. you know, they're, they're just expensive. $70 for Returnal. They're big, expensive games. Now raising the price again. It's just like shaping their image, right. I feel like. Yeah, gamesindustry.biz uh, actually n- noted the difference because, like, the PlayStation blog just put the new prices without saying the price difference. Mm-hmm. So Europe, it's going up uh, 50 euros. UK is going up 30 pounds. Japan's going up 5,000 yen, so it's about the same there. Uh, China, plus 400 RMB. Uh, Australia, $50. Mexico, 1,000 pesos. Uh, and then Canada is up $20. 
Um, and so, yeah. Uh, but people have been, I was looking at like uh, Matt Pescatella and Daniel Ahmad and stuff, and they're saying like, well, again, one of the reasons not to do it here is that competition with Xbox. Yes, you yes. Know, they like, they the do not want to lose ground here at all. Because like they're going to sweep them in Japan. They usually sweep them in Europe, usually. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is the, the main battleground. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then didn't Xbox like, Put out a thing that yeah. was just like we have no. Oh, plans. Yeah, used so, game. Yeah, kind yeah, of thing, used right? game, they, Like they struck back with like we have no plans to raise the price. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't really a strike back. It was just like everybody just called Microsoft and was like, "Hey, uh, are you yeah. going to do this Got too?" It. And so to me, like, it's a weird PR thing because I feel like in a lot of these situations, like if you haven't announced it yet, yeah, then no, just, there's no quote unquote no. Yeah, plans that doesn't mean they will the do it. You do announce it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They could pro- they can afford to take the hit more than Sony though by keeping that count. They can afford to lose more money. Oh, is okay, what I'm sure. saying. Is no what is this uh, unprecedented? Has has it a console ever raised pr- a price before Here, like here's, this? Here's yeah, crazy I'd love things to know. That I didn't know about. Yeah. Uh, well, we did know about the Quest Two got that hundred dollar price increase <laughs> right yeah, just, just a couple weeks ago. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a hundred dollars. Oh my. GamesIndustry.biz noted that in two thousand nine. Nintendo raised the trade price for the Wii in the mm. UK following the depreciation of the pound. Interesting. Um, and wow. then, so because the currency got worse, right? Dang. Wow. Uh, and then the, uh, the Switch still hasn't dropped. It, it got the OLED, which some people yeah. are now saying is like, yeah, this is basically the same thing, like a, in a stealth way. It's like, oh, we're going to give you a new yeah. system. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit pricier because of that screen, but really, it's probably because of everything else. In there too. Yeah. That's so smart. Because totally the hardware right. and it's like the same as like a lot of the Switch, I assume, or right. power wise, I yeah. guess. I mean, they did, you know, some redesigns all yeah. around, but, yeah, yeah, sure, but like there's a problem. It's not playing the games cheaper. better or anything like right. that. Such such better optics, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, this is not good optics <laughs> at <laughs> all. <laughs> the worst. Yeah, possible. this is bad. But I wonder if it'll matter at right. a point. Well, like, as you said, Brad, like, there's no systems on shelves anywhere. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I was in Target the other day. It's like, there's, yeah. there's Switches. There's mm-hmm. Xbox Series S. Yeah, I've seen S's. I've seen a couple X's, but I've have never... Seen I've, I have not seen I've never seen a PS5 ever. Right. Ever. Yeah. And then... Uh, the Am- only, yeah, the only way I could get the X was to get that weird Halo one. Yeah. Right. Uh, Ampere Analysis estimates Sony sold 21 million PS5s globally compared to 13.8 million Xbox Series X and S yeah. units. Do, do they who control the chips just control the world right now? Like, are they just sitting... Because, pr- like, Moog synthesizers went right. up in price, too, because, like, nobody can get these chips. Right. Damn. And, like, well, and, uh, so do they just have a gun to the world's head? They can just Discord, charge whatever they want? In our Discord, somebody had noted that, like, shipping containers have, like, huge... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, multiple. Yeah, people are paying... They're paying a lot more yeah, for yeah. that now. To like ship, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, just yeah, just yeah. to get the you know the, just the metal container, you know. Yeah. So. That's wild. Yeah, I wonder if we're gonna get a redesign anytime right. soon. Maybe to make it smaller, make things easy, cheaper. Maybe yeah. you know the manufacturing components. Of it. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's one of the difficulties. Is like, well, if you already have an assembly line and everything's sort of stretched out, it's like you can't really make another skew and like switch everything over, you know that easily unless they've been planning for it for a while yeah like you really like Which you, they, a lot of logistics to make it work yeah. well and it'll cut real weird if the new the new one the slim or whatever costs a hundred less but it's really 
or it costs less, but it's really just what it used to cost, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So it's like not a discount. And they, I think they're still eating, like there's, you know, uh, the digital version. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's still losing money yeah. per unit. Yeah, I think so. Oh, really? Yeah. Why does that one lose money? Um, it's a hundred dollars cheaper. But the disc drive's probably not that oh, much. Yeah. yeah, the disc drive is like nothing. Yeah, you know, like, I forgot yeah. it was. That cheaper. disc drive is yeah. like three dollars. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have the digital one, and I forgot it was a hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see how long this will last. Mm-hmm. If yeah, that's the what weird thing. Right? Do. It's like usually this is when you start seeing the first like fifty dollar price exactly. cut. Exactly. Yes, it's, it's depressing. So weird. But like, yeah, I mean, Switch never got a price cut, and it's like. <clears throat> Maybe those days are over for a while. I don't know. It's a bummer. I I mean, we'll have to get there eventually, but it's like, well, the first price cut... Will we? Switch is still the same, right? (laughs) Yeah, I kind of think that because supply has been so wonky that it won't... Like, you price cut when you have inventory. Yeah. Like, they don't have inventory, so they'll never price cut. The demand, and they don't have the supply. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Again, think up think about stores. Like, remember all the years you'd walk into a store and you'd see just like Ugh. just a, a mound of consoles. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like Black Friday, Call of Duty bundles. Yeah. <laughs> Even like the hotly contested ones were available eventually. Like the Wii, eventually you could just walk in and get them. Yeah. Right. Did you have numbers on there? Total PS5 sales. Did you say that? Total PS5 yeah. sales is twenty one million. Twenty one mil. Twenty one mil. And you said Xbox was like thirteen. Yeah. Mm. It's pretty big. So it's about two thirds. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's quite a bit. Uh, and then uh, a funny, a funny quote going from Daniel Ahmad earlier today. This is actually a good move, and they're saving you money. Yes. For example, sure. I was originally going to buy a PS5 for four ninety nine euro, but now I'm not buying a PS5 at all. They're saving you money. That's yeah. true. There you go. There you go. Makes the decision easy. Yeah. There think about go. all those fringe cases who uh, were. Maybe saving up or trying to get a PS5. This happens. Yeah. I'm going to get an Xbox. You know? Yeah, and it's like if there's no game out that you want to play on it yet, yeah, mm-hmm. you're fine. Like, <laughs> God, a war's coming out on PS4 still. Yeah. God's sakes. Yeah. It's like you, if you're desperate, you can still play oh, on your PS4. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Until um, we start getting like Spider-Man 2 maybe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Bradley Spies, Spies, I forget which is Spies, really. I think. Spies. Yeah. He'll correct you. The old Spies. Uh, they say that... Uh, they think Microsoft had said around launch that they don't anticipate a price cut this gen because there are fewer opportunities to save costs due to chips and stuff. Crazy. Damn. They said that Not at Not at all this gen. Damn. Yeah. So maybe don't wait for that price cut. Yeah. <laughs> if you want one, maybe get one. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, the only thing you're really waiting for is just a new version, a Slim or a Pro yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. that even and is And who knows when generation. that'll come out. Yeah. Not right to mention, you're if, just waiting to get a damn yes. unit. Yeah. 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 Not to mention that so many times in the past, like with the PS3, like the system just got worse. Yes. Over time, every time We're taking out <laughs> PS2 yeah, backwards the compatibility. Yeah, chip is oh gone. Oh, my God. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. Wild, like really janky, like plastic one with the, the slide, slide cover. Line. Oh, that's yeah, that was ugly. Yeah, that PS3 slim like that too. They had like a slide thing, I think. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Okay, I was thinking like a PS2. Or one. Like you just slid the grill. Yeah, it was like the George Foreman grill. Yeah, yeah it's gross. <laughs> gross, 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 gross. Yeah, stop that. Also, this week, uh, Destiny Two had a big uh, update. Yeah. Destiny 2 Lightfall, the next expansion, and penultimate chapter of Destiny 2's Light and Darkness Saga, Whoa. the first but not last major saga, 
that Guardian started in the original Destiny releases Whoa. February 28, mm-hmm. 2023. That's some Kingdom Hearts language right there. Yeah, Light and Darkness for sure. It's light and Darkness yeah, what is that saga. You or somebody that like, Bro, appreciates Destiny gameplay. Come on. Not... Yeah, this is like come on. This, Explain it's Destiny like Lord. Or end game. Make sure it's MCU. correct. No, no. <laughs> I follow the basics. Okay. That is it. There's a thing where it's like the the newest thing I I heard was that that I retained was like. Maybe the darkness are the good guys? Wow! (laughs) (laughs) Wow, storytelling! But I will say, the lead-up into the newest expansion, Witch Queen, Hmm. the the season of storytelling there, uh, the storytelling has improved... Good over the years, uh, I think you know it's still <laughs> it's still good. <laughs> so hardcore to get into. There's still so so much uh, to wrap your head. Yeah, around. you don't have to read like grimoire cards off like on website. Do you still? No, they have they have the built-in okay. lore. Yeah, you can like unlock. Yeah, you unlock a lot of lore. <laughs> you did There's it. still a lot of like text and stuff for for all that stuff. I, I'm pretty sure I walked in on Huber reading the grimoire. grimoire. <laughs> of course he probably was. Yeah, this guy reads like Wikipedia like every three hours for something. Yeah, he hit his phone like he was looking at something naughty. <laughs> oh my god, Destiny lore. Oh god. Oh, oh god. It's not what it looks yeah. like. I, 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 it's Elden Ring lore. I swear. Um, I'm reading gun names. It's fine. Along with that, they made a bunch of other like more minor announcements, but uh, some of the couple I wanted to highlight uh, yeah. at the expansions: Shadowkeep, Beyond Light, and Witch Queen are free to play on all platforms for a week. Sweet, right now. Um, <laughs> and Grind then, through that in a week. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they are now on the Epic Game Store, uh, as well as crossing over content with Fortnite and Fall Guys. <laughs> Yo, it's out there. Fortnite themed ornaments in Destiny Two. The Fortnite armor in Destiny Destiny looks really, really cool. Mm. And then I also saw a creative mode in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Everyone was using Destiny skins mm-hmm. and they were playing Control. The the, the, oh, multiplayer the multiplayer control. That's fun. Capturing the points, like using super it looked crazy. That's cool. Yeah, it looked awesome. Dude, I wanna hop back in, man. To Destiny? Yeah. Hop in. Uh, yeah, no, I was watching that trailer. I was like, man, this is like one of those things. Like, I would totally well, be into this. If what's I just the got hook into this it. time? Yeah. What's the the new selling point for this? Well, that's what I was like wondering if, if you. Were, I only you, saw the trailer. The selling point yeah. seems to be like this penultimate campaign yeah. from the way that they wrote okay. about it. So. I I dipped out right after I finished Witch Queen. I didn't do like the post expansion seasonal story stuff. Got it. So I'm out of the loop with the the current current storyline. Kind of so. crazy that they're ending the light storyline, though. Right. Like, mm-hmm. that's been the story since the beginning of Destiny. Yeah. Like, the Traveler, Light and Dark, like, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of big. Yeah. It's exciting It's the knowing, MCU. Yeah, it's exciting knowing that, like, the end is coming. Yeah. yeah. Well, something very big is going to yeah. change rather than, yeah. Like and, Xehanort. Yeah, that it'll have a payoff. Dark yeah. Seeker Saga, yeah. It's yeah. not just going to keep going forever as the same thing. Totally. It'll keep going forever keep as go- slightly different things. Exactly, exactly. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. I-, I hope they had uh, ship combat one day. Mm. That would be so good. Or flying yeah. your ship at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or flying your <laughs> ship yep. at all, yes. Good point. Good point. Great point. Oh, Great point. Oh, goodness, <laughs> yeah. That would be sick. Journey is now in Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Weird. This is a crossover I could not have seen coming. This is very confusing. They've had weird crossovers, I guess, though. But this is a little more weird, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, Journey's like passive game. Like, we're going to be like stabbing people in here now? Yeah. Yeah, This is a new... (laughs) 
yeah. area called the tunnels? Boy, you play as a Maria. You still the same character. I thought you were playing. No, 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 no. You do get like a scarf item and stuff. They talked about that. Cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the tunnels is a new location inspired by the stunning somber Miriam. environments Miriam, that resonated it. with Journey fans worldwide. Rising tapestries, a rich desert background, and other iconic design motifs lend Bloodstained a more contemplative labyrinthine mood. Yeah. This oh, game's so yeah. weird, the crossovers they've had. Yeah. yeah. Blasphemous. <laughs> they had Child of Light, I think, they yes, announced. Yeah. Remember, yeah, yeah. And now Journey, it's like, what is this game? <laughs> Just, I want Bloodstained 2. That's what I want. Hey, Chris, uh, I mean, the way Chris they the keep... Me- Putting content in it, I think yeah. they probably will give us a bullet hopefully. eventually. Yeah, hopefully. Think we'll get Curse of the Moon 3? No, not for a little bit. I don't think so. Right. Uh, PSVR 2 is confirmed for early 2023. Nice. Yeah. Weird. They kind of like released that earlier on like different PlayStation. Um, yeah, I saw it in like French first. Or yeah, like, like tweets or whatever. Um, you can get the PS5 and PSVR bundle for a cool like $1,200. <laughs> Something insane. <laughs> probably. Uh, both Project Cars and Project Cars 2 will be delisted in September or October due to expiring car and track licenses. Uh, We've talked about this before with Fortson during Turismo. such a bummer. Car games must sell, like, they sell crazy well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, they're not passive income generators after three years. Tell that to Gran Turismo. Them. Well, they'll still be playable. They're still going to have the multiplayer service and stuff. You're just not going to be able to buy them because that's... The yeah. way their licenses work, they don't they want they don't want people looking at their old cars anymore. I guess. Yeah. Which is so funny because like classic cars yeah. are such a thing. It's just like okay. Yep. It's it's a weird world that car licensing. Uh, there's an update on the Kotor remake news. Um, oh right. How they were, like yes. they showed it off and then they're like, all right, we're shutting you down. They like fired two people or something. Right. <laughs> so according to Bloomberg, it has moved out of Aspire's hands entirely. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and is now being handled by Saber Interactive, uh, a team in Eastern Europe is going to be developing it now. I think Saber, yeah. Their original time they wanted to release that was this year in right. 2022. Yeah, it sounds like it's still a couple years. This game is going to be like 2025. 2025. Yeah, mm-hmm. or more if they're remaking the game, probably. Well, I think they're not. They're not starting from scratch with it, but yeah. But if they had to fire people when mm-hmm. they showed this game off, it was probably yeah. pretty bad. World War Z and Evil Dead, the game. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, the next PlayStation franchises to attract movie producers are Days Gone and Gravity Rush. Meanwhile, Sega is working with Picture Start. Uh, to make films based on Space Channel 5 and Comic Zone. How, all right. Comic yeah. Zone, what a pull. That's a pull. That's a, one of the hardest games ever, right, dude? <laughs> so every time I dip back into Comic Zone, you know, oh, I'll play this as a kid. I'll, I'll crush it now. Mm. Get crushed. <laughs> Comic Zone. Yeah. I feel like Ryan Reynolds or Will Ferrell will be in Comic Zone. Right. Oh, my gosh. Ryan Reynolds is the perfect pick. For Comic Zone? Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Who will be Ula La, though? Oh, oh great Space question. Channel? Yeah. Margot Robbie? That could work. Ana de Armas? What? Maybe. Ana de Armas? Oh, I thought you said Omar. Oh, yeah, I was like, Omar? Omar? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures of Ula La to see what she... Who is Ula La? Ula La! La. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, here's a bad one. 
anti-piracy developer Denuvo is now offering anti-emulation technology for Switch games. The Nintendo Switch emulator protection will run checks into a title's code to stop gameplay on emulators. The software maker said that it will not impact gameplay for users, which we all know Denuvo every time. People complain about that DRM on PC games. Yeah, it's not going to work out good. Wow. That's offensive. Very cool. Very cool. I'm, I'm, I'll be real curious to see the first Switch game where somebody like takes it and and yeah. uh, you know cracks it and sees just how much better it would run. With a oh DRM. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and for like a high profile game or something yeah. too. Right. It's just like oh, Breath of the Wild too. Because <laughs> they did that with uh, Village, like the PC. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They fixed yeah. a lot of the frame rate and stuff. They, like, should... Denuvo says like, no, it's not going to cause any problems, and then they sure took it out and like, yeah, this runs a lot better. It's just like really, it, are, are emulators and mods hurting? anyone like you get these passionate people working on the things they want to work on like hd projects and stuff really how many people are playing that at the expense of not buying the original like it's probably such a drop in the bucket for things like resident evil i bet there's piracy that they would see oh there's piracy for sure yeah yeah who knows i mean yeah i'm thinking of like classic yeah like old school games oh i mean yeah yeah, I you know it's like I think anti-piracy techniques are like needed and stuff, of yes. course. But it's yeah. just Denuvo. It just feels been like doing a bad job. Not yeah. a good shady. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Questionable past with uh, DRM. Ubisoft is not working on a Blade game. Okay. <laughs> Apparently there was a rumor. I yeah. only saw the correction. Yeah, they the said themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> friend that's a dev. That's what they want to make the most. Mm. Blade. Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars is a novel that takes place between Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, so we're doing that now. Uh, the book arrives on March 7th. Yeah, I'll read it. The in-between of the in-between. Well, I like that it's coming out before. Sure. Sometimes the in-between will come out after the game. and It's like, well, I played this. Like, <laughs> I don't need to go back. So that's cool. That's Blood cool. Worth, everything's in between in Star Wars. That's what I mean. It's just so yeah. funny. It's just business as usual. Just there's like, like books. Fly. There's been books connecting the movies for a long time. It's like Obi-Wan took a nap that afternoon. It's like, what did he do during the nap? Yeah, exactly. Make a book. Get a comic out there. Yeah. Him like Wait, decorating his house. Ha- breaking news here, Hubie. Oh, no. Someone in chat, Tujuenji just said that they watched Back to the Future 2 on Netflix and... Netflix edited out the ooh-la-la part. What? And oh, I'm gosh. reading an article about it right now. And, I mean, I don't know if they fixed it, but, like, they edited it out. That is <laughs> so, so weird. Ridiculous. And it's just a red frame? It's just it's cuts red to frame. red. It just cuts to... That's oh, it. Sorry. I'm derailing. Yeah, but that's, no, derailing. that's offensive. That's offensive. I'm offended. Classic film. Don't mess with it. It's a PG... It's PG. Yeah. It doesn't even show it's anything. It's a family movie. Yeah. Like, good Lord. <laughs> All right. Finally, Huber. Makes out with his mom. Arcade Paradise got he an makes update. Makes out with his mom. Yeah. I'm going to have to talk to my friend Bob about this. Arcade Paradise got an update that allows you to throw away that soda can. How quickly you throw it away? Wait, you couldn't throw away a soda can? PC only. Not on consoles yet. It's not on consoles? Ooh. So it's testing. I, I, I follow their Twitter account now religiously. Like, yo, PC patches please, out. Please describe this. Yeah, for please the elaborate. What? The game? No, the, no, co- the, the soda, soda can. can. Oh, okay, okay. There's uh so you you run a laundromat slash arcade, and every day when you get into work, there's 
trash everywhere that you right. got to pick up because devs love trash, and they love when we pick it up. And so true. You you pick up the trash, but then there was this crunched soda can. It's random spawns for mm-hmm. the trash, but there was this crunched up soda can on a little railing. Mm-hmm. Couldn't pick it up. Couldn't just trash it just was every stuck. Angle like it wouldn't. Uh, proc. It wouldn't. It wouldn't trigger to like Ooh. be able to get it because it usually highlights and then you can grab it. So I was just like, "That's such <sighs> a." It seems like such a minor thing, but that's actually probably a very big deal. Yeah. So, but they fixed it right away, and they said just because the, um, you know, console patches take longer because they have to. Uh, yeah, they have to go through go through all the certification garbage, yeah. and all that. So they fixed it. It's coming. So hyped! One of my favorite games this year. <laughs> Chat when that happens. Clip it. Gotta see that reaction live. (laughs) It's time for love and respect. Love and respect. Respect. I went flat. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. New Metal Ricky asks, uh, It's the night before Saints Row's release. To kill the time waiting, you fire up YouTube, only to be recommended a skill-up video titled... Saints Row is Terrible. Review. This is immediately followed by a wave of similar titles and thumbnails all echoing the same sentiment. (laughs) Clearly a consensus has been formed and a verdict has been rendered a full 12 hours before you've had the chance to install. Last week it was She-Hulk. This week it's Saints Row. And now we can all look forward to next week's inevitable tirade of abuse hurtled towards The Last of Us. I was wondering how do the Allies cope with the sea of negativity these days surrounding our beloved hobbies? Is it even possible to drown out the noise and unbiasedly form your own opinion on a game when your subconscious is already so heavily polluted? All the best from Scotland. Uh, And P.S. Many thanks for your ambiguously titled impressions video. Looking forward to watch once I beat the game. Nice. Um, Yeah, we get games early sometimes, so we can kind of, you know, approach it when there's no noise because there's embargoes no one's really talking about it but i've thought about this all the time you know the the general consensus of something when it comes out just these snap judgments Mm. you know and it's it's tough because you know it's nothing new but it's like the headlines drive it and the the thumbnails and the 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 bullet points are the takeaways. Like, oh, it's terrible, buggy, blah, blah, blah. But, like, there's so much more to these conversations that need to be had. Like, how does it play over the whole thing? Like, you, you know, taking a deep dive review versus, like, you know, right. the tweets and all that. Because there's just so much out there. It, it's overwhelming. I get overwhelmed, like, when I am not reviewing a game and then the opinions of it come out. And it's like, well, is it good? Is it, you know? It, it messes with me for sure. To answer your question, it really messes with me. So I try to just, if I'm super, super invested in something, I will try to go media blackout to avoid those opinions because I want to make it my own opinion, you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, I usually just don't even look at any yeah. other thing, like anyone's opinions. Like, <laughs> I've got, as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. I really don't care what a lot of other people think about stuff now. As long as I enjoy something or whatever, I can... I usually don't care about the noise as much. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you see it because mm-hmm. it's just, it's there, but it it doesn't really bother me or influence me too much. Like, obviously, you get an opinion and it's in your brain of what someone thinks about it, but it's like, yeah, whatever. If I'm interested in something, I I will usually check out gameplay of it, just raw gameplay same, myself, same, same. and just see it same. and go from there. 
but yeah yeah it's interesting well like one of the reasons i don't get into like uh a lot of the movie conversations around is because like it's sort of because of that you know it's like i might have been fine with a movie and yeah. like we get it we start talking We're, about it and it's like it's like, oh, we're just tearing this apart now, I guess. Yeah, like, context is so key and nuance, and it's just, like, so hard to read that on Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're, it's kind of lost in today's pop culture discussions. Well, not um, only that, it's always so hard to parse, like, okay, is this is this game just bad, or is there, yeah. like, some other reason people hate this thing, you mm-hmm. know? And, like, how dumb is that reason, you know? Right. Yeah, that's always a weird thing, too, yeah. Uh, and in Saints Row, it, it's... And you know, obviously, like I'm coming from a perspective for someone that didn't pay sixty or seventy dollars for it, right? But it's like, mm-hmm. it just you know the t- the time that we played it the other night, it's like this is just like a whatever screw around game. That, yeah. yeah, it's fun to screw around. Yeah. I'm not expecting to be emotionally I'm not moved expecting by GTA, Saints Row. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess at the same time, if I'd gone through some of that story stuff that you're talking about and just like enduring some of those yeah. jokes and like, I don't know. Yeah, I heard this game has a lot of technical problems. Mm-hmm. See, I've which heard, is so funny. But I, see? I've only played for an hour though. I've played for like right. an hour. I was going to talk about this. That's the best example of this. That's, that's the, the narrative, right? Yeah. So right. buggy. It's broken. Played this thing like 15 hours and I had like one or two issues, and that's, then on the stream, the worst thing, right? Yeah. And it's like I'm I'm not seeing that stuff. I'm not seeing the the bugs, and it's like then on the flip side, a game can be perfect, and it's like yo, I encountered a bunch of bugs in this. So it's like it's weird. Yeah, yeah. Bu- bugs are always like, and you know, you like Brad, like I'll even challenge you on a review. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we're talking about these bugs, but yes. you know, like how much is it happening? You know, and then like with I'm Easy, it's like okay, here's this and this and this. Like, yeah, here's oh, yeah, like this four examples of it. Yeah, for sure, we're gonna bring this up. Yeah, but if it's like a game crashes on you once, like, especially yeah. on PC, when like any other yeah. application can just like get in the way mm-hmm. and be stupid in the background. Yeah. Yeah, I was bummed we didn't see any of the placeholder text stuff that yeah. I saw floating around in Saints Row. <laughs> that stuff Dude, I wouldn't funny. have known if that was a bug or part of the right, game. Because right. I don't know what the game is. I'm like, this right. game's wacky and insane and ha 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 everything. So I wouldn't know if they're just making a joke or not. Right. It's also funny to me to get, like, obviously, like, cyberpunk level of problems where it's like, oh my God, this is not. Those are hilarious. Like, that's ridiculous. But, I love like,. It. A lot of these games, like, a lot of the stuff, you know, it's going to get patched, like, in a week. So, yeah. Uh, well, that's another sometimes. thing that can be Life difficult. is strange. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Life is strange has been months. Yeah. That true. Yeah, true, true, true. But that's, but that's another thing when you're reviewing, it can be really difficult because it's like, here's a note. It's like, oh, yeah, day one patch is going to fix this and this and this and this and this yeah. and this. And, like, sometimes, I forget what game it was, but there was one, oh, I think it was Chorus. I was just gonna say. Cor- oh, can we I talk about this. that one? Damiani was. Yeah, Damiani decided uh, just to wait. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, I'm not gonna worry about trying to play this because it's like it just felt like there was such a huge update that there was it was not worth trying to give a critical opinion mm-hmm. on that game. Yeah, yeah. I wish you could remember the specifics because like the note they sent was literally just like it basically boiled down to like this will be an entirely different game <laughs> right. in in six days. I think I think too. What really bums me out is like the the line drawn in the sand for a lot of these games, where it it has to be like us versus them. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, this game sucks. Yo, you're just super negative. Like, take it for what it is. Like, you know, and just that back and forth of like, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. Like, this game's good. No, it sucks. Oh, you're just negative. Oh, you're just overly positive and forgiving. And it's just like. 
let's just talk about the nuance of the game. Maybe it's good and bad, both yeah. at the you same know, time. Yeah, you know what? Crazy concept. I mean, that's, that's cyberpunk for you, right? Yeah, there. You know? swimming in sevens. Like ex- extremely good extremely. side quests in yeah. that game. You know, mm. but then and then the open so world good. is like, what the crap's going on? Buggy yeah. launch. Yeah. You know what sentiment perfectly uh, some fits that Huber? Hmm. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of your. I get the idea. Oh, it's one of my most people don't care about you, uh, having a conversation yeah, though about like it's that. Right? Most people yeah. don't care about that. Yeah, exactly. People mm-hmm. like to talk shit or just you know, hop on something or enjoy just something like. Not everyone wants to have an in-depth conversation For about sure. everything. And that's sure. that's fucking Twitter. You know. Yeah. Here's your 180 characters or whatever. Whatever. I think. It is. I think the other thing that 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 annoys me too is like. Like you're saying, it's like when when you decide whether you're going to like cover a game or not, mm-hmm. you know, and like and put that time in, you don't know what the heck you're gonna get. You don't know how good or bad. Like you might have some indication, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But and then people are like, "Well, why did you waste your time on that?" And like because you know because it's you know not a great game and like well because we didn't know it was not committed a great to game. it. It's and called we, commitment. We if it looks it. interesting yeah. to me in some way, I and it's worth covering. It's absolutely worth telling people if it's not a great game yeah. or if it has value or whatever, especially when something's like as big as Saints Row. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like this is the reboot. When I reviewed Sonic Boom, I didn't review Sonic Boom because I like loved Sonic Boom or or because mm-hmm. I wanted to necessarily trash it or anything like that. But it's yeah. just like you're putting out this product that is like one of the biggest franchises in video yeah. games and it's a piece of garbage even if i'm saying the same thing a bunch of other people did like you, you've got to tell that because like you know grandmas and dads and everything else sure. like, need to know that hey uh not this one yeah <laughs> sure yeah. yeah i also wonder if like if refunds were easier to get on stuff like sony mm-hmm. and and stuff like if it would alleviate some of this because like i definitely get being mad if you paid 50, 60, 70 bucks for a game that turned out right. to be like Saints Row or whatever and being like annoyed by that, you know. I think that that maybe is a smaller fraction of the, the yeah. vocal if negativity. But, I would yeah. say don't pre-order games. Yeah, yeah. don't right. pre-order games. Don't do that. But I mean, if you're worried. Back around to what the point of the question is, though, is like the idea is like, you don't even have the chance to form your opinion. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes yeah, is one of my there. least favorite things in society for like <laughs> entertainment, dude. Right. I cannot hand, especially when it comes to TV shows where they're like certified fresh. Yeah, the show's over in like three months. What are you talking yeah. about, dude? What you based your entire review on on the first two episodes, and now this show? They it, usually get to watch wh- four. I think. Like, get mm. out of my face with Ron Tomatoes, and like everyone is on a different. Review scale, mm-hmm. but it all gets thrown into like the that the Rotten Tomato meter. So right. it's like does, you know, like I always think of like a movie can get all like two point fives out of fours versus like another movie that gets like a shit ton of fours, but then also maybe some like ones or twos, and it's just like it doesn't add up to me. Sure. Just the the tomato meter. I've never liked it. Yeah, because it's just pass fail basically. Yeah, like. I think it's so flawed. And it's like such ammunition for the internet. Like they they use it to argue so many points about the quality of a movie or a show. That's why I like <laughs> our our phrase or your phrase that you coined swimming in sevens. Cause it's like it gives a value to because I think there's a narrative in the internet that like a seven is just like trash. Yeah. Like, right, worthless right. That's garbage. where it began. Yeah. Because like it, it's equated to a C, I guess. Yeah. But it's like 
Sevens no, rule. There could be some really good yeah, stuff in sevens a Sevens to me are good games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and I think that's one of the things is like, like you're saying, is like, okay, maybe this doesn't have the budget. Maybe this doesn't have yeah. like the voice acting. Maybe there's, yeah. you know, maybe there's some technical weirdness going on, but you're still having fun. Yeah. You know, you still, you know. It like, missed the mark, but the mark was ambitious. Yes. <laughs> took yeah. a swing. You missed it, but you took a big swing. Yeah. And I love that. <laughs> yeah. From Diego Cobos. Hello, allies. I recently began a rewatch of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which gave me an itch to go back and play the Lego game released a while back. Mm. This was one of, if not the first, Lego games with full-on voice acting. I love this change in the franchise, even if it went away with some of the old humor the games used to have. My question is, are there any old games you would love to see fully voice acted? Not necessarily remade, just with a full voiceover production. If yes, which voice do you envision for one of the characters? I wouldn't necessarily think you have to do the whole thing, but just yeah, if anything comes to mind. This is like cutscene theater, like yeah, yeah. What That's what I was thinking. Hmm. We did a few times at GT where he brought in voice actors to go over like old uh, RPG scenes and stuff. Yeah, I was like, I'm trying to think of old RPGs with a lot of text or something. Yeah, like Sweet Coden and stuff would be really cool. Yeah. Also, just like any game where. It's partially voice acted, you know? Oh, finish it off. I would love to just have him go in and finish it off. <laughs> like, that's kind of across the board. I'd kind of like to see Parasite Eve with oh, shit, voice yeah. acting. Mm. <clears throat> the remake. Yeah, yeah or remake. The unannounced yeah. remake. Or anything. That yeah, is yeah. coming one day. The 10 out of 10 perfect remake. I'll go Maniac Mansion. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, just you get over the top. Yeah, over the top game, just be even more more fun with uh, some actors. What about Banjo Kazooie? That's a good one. Great one. I don't know. That'd be so weird. Yeah, it'd be be so weird. weird. But it'd be better than the grunts. Yeah. Would it? Would it? It it has to be. Who would be Banjo? (laughs) I know, but who would be Banjo? I'm gonna say Goldeneye. Oh, oh yeah, like a license thing. Yeah, with the cat. That's a great thing. Yeah, fantastic. I'm thinking now. I'm thinking like I'm getting really weird, and I'm thinking like Oregon Trail. Nice. But, but the like, who, who whoever died of cholera isn't voiced. But <laughs> while you're reading that, you just hear a mother crying oh over gosh. the dead body of that her child, p- or like you hear the snake like slithering back into the reeds after biting Susanna or whoever. You know. <laughs> they keep revamping that game. I haven't kept up, but I'm sure there's it's probably something in there. There's probably a super dark audio play version of Oregon Trail, you're saying? Okay, cool. From Super Sushi. Greetings, allies. I played through Cult of the Lamb last week and had a blast. I named my followers after friends and family and was instantly more invested in keeping them alive and happy. It also got weird when I had to sacrifice my sister (laughs) to become strong enough to beat the boss. Sorry, sis. That's funny. This leads me to my question. What games have been enhanced for you by the simple fact that you could name characters after people you love? And did that ever backfire during a playthrough? Speaking of Oregon Trail. Yeah. That was like the whole thing. Also, XCOM for sure. Yeah, Yeah, XCOM is a classic example. Any kind of turn-based strategy. Like Fire Emblem or Tactics Ogre. Yeah, you can name people. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Nuzlocks too. Pokemon (laughs) for sure. I'm trying to think of what else. Well, we did the a little bit of that with Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. 
I, I forgot who I, I did it kind of recently. I made everyone a character, and I can't. I was like, whoever I made Aerith, I was like, well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you got any Huber? XCOM for sure. Yeah. Um, I've never finished an XCOM, but when I played a bunch, I would name them after friends and family. Yeah. I remember also when I didn't name, but his name was like Socks or something, and he died, and I was just like, Socks! <laughs> I got really upset about Socks. Wilson! Yeah. Now it's time for Ben. <laughs> I swear it's non-intentional. <laughs> This week's bet, uh, TMNT, the Cowabunga Collection, is out next week. Cowabunga! We'll that arcade game on Groupstream. Yeah, we are. T2, the arcade game. Well, we're going to play through the arcade game. Not the T2, the arcade game is the name of the NES game. True, just Terminator, true, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Yeah. Yes. Wait, no. The 2 means that it's the NES game. The arcade game is just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> we Thank forgive you. you. Yes. True Turtles True fan. True Turtles fan right here. Here's my Turtles card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to check the top 10 English reviews for that collection on OpenCritic. How many times will I find the word radical? Huber. Two. That was supposed to be ooze canisters down there, like the movie. <laughs> Hold it. Yeah, there yeah. You go. Oh, Roman numeral. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Brad, radical, radical, I'm radical, upset, radical. but I said one. We're one. too low. Oh, wish we had more. I don't think so. Isla. Seven. Seven. I wish we had a wider this spread. This is supposed to yeah. be a pizza, a hot pizza. Nice. Hot pizza. And I went uh, four. Classic. Four so if they seven. go high, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, we're hosts. Classic Bloodworth 4 right we're there. We're hosts. Because <laughs> the three uh, ties. Fitting in Radical feels really forced. It does feel very maybe. forced. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, you know, the you know headline counts. Exi- oh, the, the headline. The bottom could count. Haha, get wrecked. I didn't know that counted. What oh. about like subtitles of a picture? Mm, probably not so much. Damn it, Bloodworth. <laughs> Uh, there's like sometimes there's like info boxes that are like not really related to the review or whatever that are just there because of the game, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week's bet, Saints Rose out. Uh, I'm going to go to Twitch's category listing. What rank will Saints Row place overall on Twitch? So for instance, GTA 5 was in first place when I wrote the bet. Uh, it had 331,000 viewers. Cult of the Lamb had been in 13th place with 38,000 viewers. So uh, for Saints Row, Huber, you bet it would be in fourth place on Twitch. Ambitious. Right now. Ambitious. Damiani also wow. it would be on fourth place. Open world, dude. Yeah. The Twitch streamers love that. They do. Isla said it will be in sixth place. I said it will be in 14th place. Yeah. Uh, Nailed it. Isla is saying 13th right now. I'm refreshing to make sure. I'll, I'll double check. But yep. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. T- wait, I just messed up. Five, ten, thirteen. Yeah. Five, ten, thirteen. Five, ten, thirteen. Five, ten, thirteen. Five, ten, thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> Got it. The usual suspects on top. Wait, it is 14, isn't it? One, 13. two, three, four, five. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, what? 14. What are you... Because I mean, the top, there's an ad. 
just chatting. There's five on each Two, row. Three, four, but the five, top has an ad instead six, of another thing. Eight, it just dropped, actually. It just dropped. It was in the middle, dropped. but it dropped. When you started and I checked, it was, it was 13. at 13. 100%. 100%, Isla. Correct. Yeah. That just Woo. happened. I nailed it. Nailed it. It actually went up. Yesterday when I checked it, it was like 84. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> so big difference there. Big old difference. Uh, but... That brings the scores to Massive Chubs, 16. Splish! <laughs> Melodorous Sea Lions, 16. Oh, 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 oh. Take that, Don. <laughs> uh, let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. Uh, everything that we do here is funded by viewers and listeners like you. Um, we need your support to keep everything rolling. Uh, if uh, you are watching this and you're like, hey, it was a good episode, uh, just consider that being you know, worth a dollar or five dollars or, or whatever you think it's worth. Head over to Patreon. Uh, basically, when you pay us, then you pay for, for this episode for everybody that gets to see it, including people who might not be able to afford it. Uh, and then it also goes into our reviews and our other podcasts and impressions and streams, everything that we do. Uh, the, the groceries I bought earlier this week. Got some fruit snacks and some waters. Nice. Uh, and, and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, that's how we are funded is through you guys. Uh, there's there's no corporate overlord that uh, <laughs> has some secret stash keeping us afloat or anything like that. It's just from the donations and uh, pledges we that not, we get. We have not yet been embraced. We have not been embraced. <laughs> we do not plan to get embraced. And we they probably don't want to embrace us. Who knows? <laughs> it would be a bad investment perhaps, but... They pull up a big enough dump truck, you know. Uh, but yeah, when you pledge over at Patreon, uh, there are all kinds of different rewards at different tiers. At the $1 tier, uh, you get this podcast uh, ad-free and with two extra love and respect uh, questions. Uh, we did a little Splatoon game there, and we had another question after that. Uh, and then you also get uh, Fast and Loose, which came out uh, this morning as well, yeah. and, and uh, some other fun things. And then $5, uh, you get early access you get to submit to the love and respect and to the uh, the uh, workout buddies, and there's all kinds of other stuff, including our Discord and exclusives and uh, uh, other things that you can submit to as well. And then if you uh, if you pitch in and, and help us out on those top few tiers, you get a shout out in several of our shows. And this month's shout outs go to Jaboabs, El Thanis, Greg, the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb, Toby Crawford, and Anna Croft. Shout, Shout out. Shout out. out. I nailed that bet. That's fun. Yeah, you did. Bullseye. I, especially when you guys were all going low. I was like, oh, I, yeah. I don't watch Twitch enough to know where yeah. this thing's going to be at. But uh, I got there. Neither do they. <laughs> got them. Uh, so I get to promote any Easy Allies video I'd like to promote. I get the final word on anything I've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped in my head. And I get to sign off. With my trademark sign-off. Uh, we've been doing a lot of Gamescom preview stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one do I want to throw in there? Uh, Pentiment. Oh, Pentiment, yeah, yeah. Brad got to check that game out. Yeah, cool uh, game. It's, it's, it's really like, it kind of speaks to the value of, of Game Pass in a way. Yes. To where like they, they got def- to make They said yes. That people probably wouldn't buy. Yes. <laughs> uh, but might want to check out. Yep. So... Uh, check out that preview. It's really interesting. It's fun art style. 
Uh, there's a, a shot in there with a dog riding a cat mm-hmm. that I put on the thumbnail. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a good time. Uh, final word. Final word. What are we talking about? PS5. Oh, that's Sakurai Channel. <laughs> that's good stuff. Uh, I enjoy it. I don't know how often he'll be able to make videos. Um, but, yeah, it's it's cool to have something like that. to just really... Nails it comes straight from the minds behind video games. Uh, and would love to see more of it. Nintendo, Sony, Capcom, whoever. You don't need a big long-winded dev diary. Just like pick a point, make a point, get it going. And we'll see you before the next Blood Moon Rises. Yo, sorry. Deus Ex from Villeneuve. Oh, shit. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's just Blade Runner again. The Easy Allies would like to thank our Patreon podcast producers. We apologize in advance for all the ally names we are about to misspell and mispronounce. Jabawabs. Anacroth. Caleb Togi Crawford. L. Thanis. Greg, the Dark Knight Kettering. Hesperus 84, Stomps. Bradley Spees, Jay Shee, Jesper Popmel Dufay, Mellow Fellow, Rob Bob Will, Roy Sung. 44 Stars, Alexander Zirianov, Andre, Arvind, Aurelian Grenier, Beaten Down Brian, Benjamin Arp, Brandon White, Brian Kruger, Katie Garza, Crashams, Dale Sun, Danny Vlar, Dave Red, Dimitri Zetas, Discarded Digit, Douglas Chomich, DRD 7 of 14, Edward Gonzalez, Estocal, Faraz Rizvi, Freya Lawson, Garrett Holfish, Gary James, G. Levin, Hayden Hargraves, Happy Gaming, Isaac Swanson, Jesse Blue, Joey Bruno, Kroldemort, Laith, Mango, Marcel Markov, Matthew Holcomb, Matthew Pauling, Miguel Rivas, Mo Grant, Mr. One Luigi, Nathan Watkins, Oni Blackmage, Paul Sway, Pete Shoemaker, Ronka Q, Raylon, Robert Stoffel, Sage Mode Q, Sam Hendrick, Sigma, Silent Consonant, S Snake 24, Stepan Hakobian, Stephen Thomason, T Beaks 15, The Banana Forklift Killer, Chum Nguyen, Valmar, Walker Hope, Rack, Zigazich, Anish Door, Aaron Haney, Accounts Payable, Adam Henry, Alex Monaco, Alex A.I., Alexander Irving, Andreas Risberg, Anthony Galvin, Antonio Coyne, Arthur Lau, Barry Tomasini, Blue, Bob Starling, Brian Foster, Bryce Hornsby, Brittany Fuller, Bunny Chen, C.S. Lewis, Candy Coated Thorns, Chief Uhu, Christian Simniak, Christopher Santis, Clay Roberts, Cody Westley, Colin Montot, Corey Jackson, Corey Landega, Culinary Stud, Cyberboa, Dan Sebring, Daniel Wong, David Wilson, Delisi, D.F., Edison S. Prada Jr., Eric Tobias, Espen Gotchman, Ethereal Ether, Fishflop, Forever Ender, Forrest, Gabriel Aberg, Gabriel Smith, George Alexander, Glenn Olson, Graham, Gustav Strombohm, Hadi Ali, Helen Y., Hitman 47, I. Sun Chor, Ian Anderson, Ivan Swade, Jack Cullen, Jack Forrest, J. Aldiar, Jameson Lapine, Jan Nicholas Frogshirt Tilk, JC3, 
Jeff Zovgm Easton, Jeffrey Ruchtenwald, Gerald, Jeremy Ferris, Jesse Fish, Jesse Wilkison, Joey Din, John Gallagher, John McCullough, Jordan Ekman, Jordan Phillips, Jose Gutierrez, Julius Garcia, Junior Motomura, Carl Williams, Kevin Gillet, Leon Keys, Linson Wu, Luis Ibarra, Lion Crown 19, Marco Hernandez, Materia Addict, Matt Ferguson, Matt Karwaski, Matthew Holmes, Mazrim Tame, Megadet, Michael Clendenan, Miguel, Mike Zero, Mikey Mizek Novak, Mr. Anarchy, Mr. Matati, Nefertiti Jenkins, Nicholas Johnson, Nycrypt, Nevi Sun, Orugachino, Pablo Rodriguez, Pojo TMC, RF Switch, Rafa David, Reed Johnson, Richard Ma, Ritz 1906, Salvers, Sam Sorensen, Samuel Copeland, Sean Pavlov, Sebastian Trier, Shauna N. Bowman, Seymour, Sneaky Gato, Splontot, Stovetop Sugar, Strikeout NZ, Soltab, Super 3D Cow, Taffy 9K, Tim Strothman, Tim O'Keefe, TJ Sullivan, Toad Shadow, Toasty Soul, Tokyo Slim, Travis Ng, Trevor Thomas, Trizac, V8 Dave, Volker Bach, Willow Pingree, Wouter DeHayes, Zach Hardy.